What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Wednesday, December 20th, 20 and 23. It is National Signing Day 1 in the world of college football, which really means it is National Signing Day in college Football will be all over it all day long right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Plus, some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, a Washington fan trash-talking Tavondre Sweat and a whole hell of a lot more, including an interesting idea for the future of the Pro Bowl in the NFL posed by a former NFL running back. We are locked. We are loaded Hank South from Horns 24-7 is going to join us in the 9 o'clock hour to break down just everybody Texas is bringing in in this 2024 recruiting class. So much to get to over the next couple of hours here on Bucky and BK. What's going on, Buck? I'm doing good, BK. How you feeling this morning? All right. Gotten rid of the, gotten rid of the crud almost? No, definitely not. I've been living on Mucinex and cough drops, but... Uh, we're getting there. We need to get back into that tea. Let it just go ahead and simmer. Get it over with. Keep, keep doing the tea. It ain't doing anything. So I'm not doing the tea anymore. No, no. I'm tired of drinking that and then having to piss 40 times a day. (laughs) Oh man. What are you doing? How's your back after uh, the fall a couple days ago? I'm hurting. Uh. I'm hurting. It's the day after I'm not, I'm not doing I'm not doing great. I'm in my relax the back chair. Get that over with my good friends at relax the back. If I don't, I'm telling you, if I don't have this chair, if I'm in that piece of shit that you're in right there, it would be not good for me. It just, it just wouldn't work. I mean, I'd be in pain. This thing, my back is my lumbar right now is being supported by this chair. Thank goodness. But I'm still sore. My ribs are sore. Mm. You know, ever since I had back surgery 20 some years ago, guess what? My ribs are always sore. It always feels like I have sore ribs. When they did some, when they reconstructed my thoracic back and they went along near my spine and my spinal cord, my ribs, if you just touch my ribs, they're sore. I mean, there's not a day that I go through that I don't have back soreness and, and rib soreness. It's just the way of life. That's, that's just, you just take it. And I can't do, you know, as much as I'd like to be doing four or five Viking in a day, can't do it have an addiction problem so i can't mess with i can't mess with that so that only has to be done when i play around the golf that's it i don't pop pills all day long i can't do it that would be way too easy for a guy who has has alcohol addiction to then have a drug addiction i just i only do that to play golf so my normal regular day just suck it up guy that's all you do you just you stretch you do things you go and get infrared treatments but you get you know you get that massage there you know that special massage yahoo but can't can't do pills can't mess with those can't do them on a daily basis and there's some people that have to live that way every four hours they have to take a pill in order yeah. for them to survive the pain so i just suck up the pain life is pain for me yeah but this this chair relax back chair with their wonderful two locations in austin let me just say that it's the best i'm telling you if you have chronic back pain you've got to get the proper chair or you will have a bad life, the remainder of your life. Whenever you had it, whenever your bad back started, if you're going to have the remainder of your life in pain, you better get a chair that you're going to be suited for. And thank goodness I've got this back. Other than that, life goes on, brother. 
That's I the earliest. Golf. I made it through a round of golf at the Hills of Lakeway. They shot an even hundy. There yes. you go. Good job. You're shooting your age. Nice work. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay. I'm going to work on my game. Springtime, I'm doing all the right things. I'm going to get all the right stretches. I mean, there's a, a place called Stretch Something or Other here in the, in the Lakeway area where they just stretch you. If I have to go there and have them touch my focal points, then I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? I believe that's called uh, the Deshaun Watson buck. Oh, my, with the focal points? Yeah. <laughs> with the older Deshaun Watson. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do it in 2024. There you I'm go. Not playing, I'm not playing golf in the, in the 90s. I'm going back to the 80s where I belong. Mm, okay. We'll see about that. I've got good hands, man. I got I got tender hands. I I've got good hands on the club and stuff like that to be shooting like that. You know, I'm never going to be able to hit it. Well, then again, I never hit the ball long. I was never I was never a long hitter. I used to be a long iron player, but those days are over with. I got all those utility clubs, and it's never going that far. But I I can be a little bit better around the greens. Yeah. Yeah, you can. And I'm here to tell you the older you get, the worse your golf game's probably what? going to get. So I think you're already experiencing that. And I think you will probably continue to experience that going I forward. I can putt though. I can still putt. Yeah, you can. You don't even uh, take any practice putts. You don't even try to read the green. You just look at the hole and putt it. There you and go. Somehow, some way, you're pretty good at it. All right. Uh, a lot to get into. Did you say good morning to the soldiers already? Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas. And all those that fight for us each and every day all over this wide, wide world of sports and more, thank you for what you do. It is appreciated. Thank you very much. And do be safe out there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. Plenty of recruiting talk to get into yes. today as the uh, national letters of intent continue to come in to the 40 acres. Yeah, they're rolling is, in, aren't they? They've been yeah, in. This is the uh, the opening day of the three-day signing window in this early signing period for college football and uh, if you follow the official Twitter account of Texas football at Texas football aptly named, uh, they are updating you with every person who is faxing in their letter of intent. And the first guy to fax his NLI this morning, the four-star running back, Jarrett Gibson from the state of Florida, the second ranked running back in the country in this class of 2024, there have been, looks like, seven or eight uh, players who have already officially signed with Texas. That number will continue to grow, of course, throughout the course of today. I think the Longhorns have 22 commits, and they're expecting uh, just about all of them to uh, sign today. Now, there is one guy who is still up in the air, and we'll talk about him momentarily but for the most part it feels like it should be a pretty drama free day for texas but buck you're the running backs coach we'll start with the running back Jarrett gibson another tailback coming in for texas we'll wait and see what happens with jonathan brooks right according to sources he is still yet to make a decision on his future he could go to the nfl he obviously could come back to texas for another year and we'll see whether or not that torn acl impacts his decision but you could be talking about a running back room for Texas in 2024 with Jonathan Brooks, who was a Doak Walker candidate before he went down with injury. C.J. Baxter, who was the number one recruit in the country last year. Yep. Jaden Blue, who was a top running back recruit a couple of years ago. And also, you know, Savion Red, who's done some good things in the backfield. But then you bring in Jarrett Gibson, a top two running back in the nation for this year's class. I mean, Texas has a long history of great running backs, and that history is seemingly going to continue years into the future. 
Yeah, it should not only continue that way, getting the best running back in the state of Texas, but now you've got a, a stronghold in Florida and what uh, Coach Choice is doing. I mean, he is he's crushing it down in the state of Florida. You start getting those backs and keeping them away from Miami, Florida, Georgia, Clemson. You start keeping those guys away and bringing them to the state of Texas. Plus, you're going to have the best running backs in this state want to come to Texas now. I mean, it's, I mean that's, that's a handful. That's a great room right there. I mean, and all kinds of different types of backers, big backs, fast guys, guys with, you know, they, you got power backs, you got guys that can catch out of the backfield. Well, in order to play in this offense, you're going to have to be able to catch out of the backfield seemingly now. I mean, they've, they've discovered that they can throw to the guys out of the backfield here. Now you got receivers and backs coming out of the backfield. That's a great thing for the, the future of this program. And it's, it's just going to stay that way, I believe. I mean, you're going to have to, they're going to be having, they're, they're kids that, in years before, you know, maybe that you look at and say, you know what, I I got to have him. Now it's going to be, you know what, you're going to have to pass them up for for better backs. That's just the way it goes. You, as I said, this is a a program now that you're not bringing in, you're not bringing in depth now. You're bringing in quality, and you're bringing in guys that that can plug and play immediately. Whether they're freshmen, sophomores, you already have in the program, juniors that you have in the program but they can all play at this level. So this is a good thing. This is, this is good to see for, for Coach Sark and this, and, and this staff right now. Well, why you bring in players at the same position every year is that you hopefully don't have to rely on true freshmen to play, right? Like, of course, you want to bring guys in who are good enough to play as true freshmen. Sure. In a perfect world, it's just you pass the torch along, right? Well, that's, gotta... and, that's, and that's that position that they can play as freshmen. This is a, a, a position that your natural ability – can set you apart from what you have to do as an offensive lineman or a linebacker or a wide receiver or a DB where it may take you some time. This one's just so natural. I mean, you either have it or you kind of don't, and you really don't have three years in this program to find out if they have it. If you, You'll know that they have it in the first year, year and a half, back into the second sp- spring ball, you understand that this guy is a player. You know, you know, it takes some time to develop offensive linemen or linebackers outside rushers, things like that, even wide receivers. But the running back position, you're going to know immediately. And when a guy is your coach who's played in the NFL, that helps an awful lot. Plus, you've had some success in recruiting a certain area. And you know, you get to see those, you get to see those kids as juniors in high school now. So this is, this is great for the program. It really, really is. And to get that guy to be the first one signed, that's awesome. Yep, back-to-back years where Texas has gotten the number one running back in the state of Florida. You mentioned yes. the success that the Longhorns have had out there in the Steve Sarkeesian era. That obviously continues here in the class of 2024. And you're right. Look, we saw a true freshman running back win the job out of camp. Now, C.J. Baxter was not the best running back on this team, but uh, this coaching staff has shown that, hey, if you're good enough as a freshman, you could play. Hey, uh, if you're good enough, Anthony you're- Good enough, you're old enough. Yeah, stop with that, R. Kelly. I really hate when you say that, dude. You're going to get us all kicked off the air when you keep uh, making those Michael Jackson jokes. Come on, man. It's true in, it's true in sports. If you're good enough, you're old enough. All right, Josh Giddy. Come on, Giddy. Be careful with that one. Uh, but, yeah, look, I mean, Anthony Hill as a true freshman has obviously played a ton. Derek Williams as a true freshman has yeah. obviously played a ton. Uh, C.J. Baxter is a true freshman. Manny Muhammad is a true freshman. Like, that is appealing. 
there are a lot of appealing things about playing at the University of Texas right now, but these kids want to play. Like they all think yeah. they're good enough to play right away. For and sure. they want to go to a spot where they at least have the opportunity to compete for playing time right away. And Texas is about to set a school record for early enrollees in this recruiting class. And that's because these guys feel like, hey, if I come in here in the spring and I can show these coaches how good I am, then I'm right. going to get the opportunity to play next year right away. Right in the, right in the like, fall, you're right. Yeah, like that's that's what they want right there. And this coaching staff has said, hey, this is a meritocracy. Like if you're good enough, if you can come in here and earn your stripes, we're going to put you out on the field, maybe unless you're a wide receiver. But at every other position, yeah, uh, we are going to let you play. So, look, if Jonathan Brooks comes back, we know for sure he's this team's number one running back. Uh, and he'll get the bulk of the carries, assuming he's healthy. But if Jonathan Brooks leaves, then obviously you'll have C.J. Baxter returning. You'll have Jaden Blue returning. But I think there's plenty of reason to think that Jarrett Gibson, if he's as good as advertised, sure. can be a significant part of this backfield next year. Yeah, I mean, he, if, he, if he's got some special talents, then Sark is going to find out what they are, and, and he's going he's gonna to play to that. So now three running backs, yeah, you need four in your room. Yeah. Because you're talking about a group that goes down like flies or – some of them, that if they're banged up, they don't play quite as well as they when they are they're fresh. You'll have to find out about what type of players they are coming out of high school, and 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 that's that's to be seen pretty quickly at this level of football. You know that well. It's going to take him a little bit of time, but as I said, you don't have a lot of time in this room. You're not going to get two years to find out if you're a good enough running back. They're going to find out about you pretty early, as you said. If they're early enrollees and you get into spring by the fall, they're going to they're going to know that, well, it's going to take him some time, but we don't have the time, you know? Right. Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. way that rolls. This team is uh, not trying to rebuild anymore, no. clearly. I mean, this is uh, hopefully the start of a very special era for Texas Longhorn football. You're going to get quality football players coming in here that are ready to play very, very early in their careers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you and if you're a sluggish sophomore, you won't make it. You'll be gone. You'll be sure. – somebody will pass you by. Sure. Absolutely. Hit us up on the code of text line, by the way, 512-222-9328. Um, yeah, you talked about Deshard Choice. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we did a postseason award show for Texas football, and we were trying to figure out who would win the Broyles Award, which is a national award that goes to the top assistant coach in the country. We were trying to figure out who would win that if we just kept it at Texas, right? Who's been the best assistant coach at the University of Texas this year, and you can make a strong case for Tashard Choice with what the running back position has looked like despite Bijan and Rojo leaving for the NFL after last season, Jonathan Brooks being a Doak Walker candidate before going down with injury, and then yep. the run game still being really effective after Jay Brooks got hurt. And then, yeah, you bring in one of the top running backs, the number two running back to be exact, in the nation, a kid from out of state, in this uh, recruiting class of 2024, yeah, you've already brought in Bijan Robinson, who was the Doug Walker Award winner. Well, that was that was Herman, by the way. That was the previous well, staff. Yeah, but I mean, you coached the guy. You end up coaching sure. that guy that sure. year. I mean, you still have to coach him. They don't. They don't. I mean, they, you still have to coach him once. No matter who brings him, you got to coach him for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Tashar Choice has done a tremendous job. I mean, look, Bo Davis has been great. Jeff Banks has been great. Obviously, Pete Kwiatkowski as this team's defensive coordinator has yes. done yeoman's work. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome to to feel good about a coaching staff and not feel the need to make changes year in and year out. Sark has made one change in his coaching career at Texas, and it was after year one. He flipped out the wide receivers coach. He let Andre Coleman go. He brought in Chris Jackson. 
And obviously that move has worked really, really well. But uh, continuity and alignment, those are things that are important. Now, Sark's predecessor talked about that all the time, but he didn't live that life. There are all sorts of coaching staff changes on Charlie's staff and on Tom Herman's staff. Uh, Thankfully, you're not seeing that much. Now, Texas will have to do something because Jeff Choate left, the linebackers coach, so they'll have to bring in a linebackers coach. But that's a good thing. When guys are leaving for better jobs, that's a sign of a healthy program. It's nice that we're not trying to fire like every assistant coach after every year because it feels like that's been the norm around these parts. Yeah, I mean, you want to keep the consistency and the continuity that you have with your staff, the co- that cohesive unit if you can. But there are going to be people that are going to come for your coaches. They're going to pay them. I mean, it's hard to outpay Texas when it comes to assistant coaches. It really mm-hmm. is. But if guys have opportunities that they're moving up in their careers where they become coordinators or, you know, assistant head coaches – it's hard to keep them from doing that. I mean, that's why they got in this business. They didn't get in this business just to stay an assistant. Maybe some have, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Stan Drayton was here for a while. He went on to be a head coach. Now, he's a head coach at Temple, but he's the he wanted to be the head coach. He wanted to be have his own program. He's got that. That's, that's a decision that he decided to do. So uh, he's going to struggle at Temple. But, I mean, that's on him. That's what he wanted to do. There will be others that are going to want to do this stuff. You know, they can stay assistants and make some great money, but they're going to be guys who want to be head coaches. That's just the way the business goes. Sure. When they're yeah. looking for you, when they're looking to your staff as head coaches, that's a good thing for you. Great thing. Great thing for Texas. Yeah, Stan Drayton was here in year one. Thank you for the correction on that, CB. Uh, but Tashar Choice has been phenomenal as this team's running back well, They're going to come looking for him, too. I mean, not only – college but i mean he was an nfl player nfl coach is going to come looking for that dude if they haven't already oh yeah oh yeah all right won't spend too much time talking about this kid but i'm going in order based on the national letters of intent that have come in to texas this morning the first player to send their nil their nil their nli was jared gibson of course the running back who we've been talking about for the last few minutes the second player to submit his nli a punter? Who? Michael Kern? A punter. Somebody call Tom Herman and let him know that a punter just Isn't got punter a scholarship. Scholarships? Yeah, apparently Michael Kern is the first scholarship punter in the Jeff Banks era. So then he must be pretty good. Yeah, I think he's uh, listed as one of the top punters in the country from the state of Florida, speaking of Florida. He's not an Aussie. We don't have an Aussie punting now. No, I don't think this, uh, this guy is an Aussie, but two time max preps, all American. And yeah, Jeff Banks, who's done a really, really good job as this program special teams coach clearly feels uh, good enough about Michael Kern to offer him a scholarship. Ryan Sanborn, the grad transfer from Stanford, I think has to leave after this year. I think Mm -hmm. he's a one and done guy at Texas. So, uh, yeah, I guess Michael Kern will have the opportunity to be this team's punter next year. Uh, That's enough talk about punters. Yeah, plenty. Yeah. The next one was the quarterback. Texas did bring in a quarterback in this class of 2024, Trey Owens from Cy Fair High School out of the Houston area, a four-star kid. And, look, this is – you talk about bringing running backs in every year. It is paramount to bring a quarterback in every single year year there's no doubt even though texas's quarterback room is in good shape it's in great shape if quinn ewers comes back uh you can't have too much depth in that quarterback room and obviously quarterbacks are transferring at a record pace nowadays so you've got to make sure you are constantly replenishing that position group 
Texas bringing in a, a pretty good one, a guy who had a bunch of high school success at Cy Fair in his career. Uh, the Longhorns doing what good programs do, and that's adding QBs to the mix. Well, hell, if, I mean, Quinn Ewers would go. Do you know how you would have to have a quarterback or two come? You may have to have a veteran quarterback still come. I mean, this that this deal, this deal with Quinn Ewers changes a lot in that quarterback room. It really does. I mean, you are you are now back to bare bones again. But that's how it is every year in college football for a lot of programs right now. You know, uh, a, a guy who comes who's had an injury for a year, you don't know what he's going to be like the following year. And then all of a sudden guys transfer just the way life goes in, in the college ranks now, At that, especially at that position. You have to get to get one or two every year because they never stay the same. They never stay generally at the same place that they are recruited to anyway. They're in the yep. portal. Somebody offers them more money in NIL. I mean, it's just – just the way of the beast right yeah, now. I do. So that's a I good do point. Wonder, yeah, I do wonder, excuse me, Buck, if uh, Quinn Ewers does go off to the NFL, if Texas mm-hmm. tries to bring in a veteran backup. Like, I think if Quinn Ewers leaves, it's Arch Manning's job. I think Correct. we all know oh, that. Oh, yeah, we know that, yes. But I wonder if Texas just tries to bring in somebody who's got some college experience to be this team's backup quarterback next year. Well, as much as you like Charles Wright, he's not going to be your backup. I yeah, mean, I that's... That's that's just that. that that's no they they don't want that no no no, no, no. great kid well, nice kid yep get your, get your degree from Texas you know be the third backup to the backup of a backup I mean that's just the way it is for him so yep. you're going to find somebody that if if something were to happen to Arch that they have to come in and play and win games for you right and we'll see what happens with Quinn like I don't want to say hopefully he comes back because well in my perfect world. Uh, Quinn Ewers leads Texas to a national championship. And he's gone. He's gone. Although, I guess in my perfect, perfect world, Quinn Ewers yeah. leads Texas to a national championship. And he's, and he's like, I want to run it back. I want to do that again. I had so much fun winning it all that I want to try to make it happen again next year. Yeah, in the perfect world. And then his receivers say, hey, we're staying too. Yeah, everybody stays. Oh, COVID, it's back. Oh, t yeah. can stay for another year. My goodness. Everybody gets an extra year of eligibility. We're like Oprah, just handing out years of eligibility for uh, for Texas players only. That's uh, that's what we're looking for right there. Uh, Texas has 12 players who have already signed this morning, by the way. Um, Loading it up. We, before we get to another one of the players who has signed, there is one player who hasn't signed that until I see the tweet from Texas football saying that he's in. I'm going to be a little bit nervous about. And and this is probably foolish because none of the insiders are telling me that I need to be nervous. And those guys are way more plugged into this stuff than I am. So you should trust them, and I should trust them. But because of how good of a player this guy is and because of the other school that is going after him and how much money that they've seemingly thrown around in recent weeks, until I see Ryan Wingo, the five-star receiver from the yeah. state of Missouri, until I see that tweet that says he's in, I'm going to be a little bit worried that uh, he might pull a fast one on us and flip to Mizzou because they've well, been he, after him hard. Well, they can, you know, they can, you know, their quarterback would return, I believe. He's got another year, and he's played well, well this year, and Missouri played pretty well this year. Yeah. That's home for him. So they're going to have all the money that he needs in NIL. So he doesn't have to leave the state. He doesn't have to leave his bedroom to have the cash flow in there. Plus, he can go to the state school and and be the guy. But I don't know. I 
he's been he's been committed to coming to Texas for a while. Yeah, they're going to come at him from all different angles, and he's going to want to know what that quarterback room is like. He knows Arch Manning is going to be there. Does he want to play with Arch Manning, or is, or is he hearing that Quinn Ewers, there's a possibility of him staying? Because he'll feel real good if Quinn Ewers is back, a guy who knows this offense in and out. Mm-hmm. And he comes in as a freshman, and he plays, and he's only here for a couple of years, and then he's out the door because he's that type of player. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with not just that position, as you said, but with, with the thoughts of what Quinn Ewers is going to do. You know, that's that's a big deal. It really is. I understand a guy like Jonathan Brooks wanting to come back and show the NFL that, you know, even with the, with the bum knee, I'm ready. I'll be ready to go, and I'll be ready to crank it out. And at that position – even if even if Jonathan Brooks decided to go, you understand that because you only got so many carries on you, and now you go in with a reconstructed knee, knee and then you're playing in the SEC every week, mm-hmm. and your practice, and your wear and tear as a running back, and you're never really, I mean, even if you win the Doug Walker Award, what are you, a, 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 a second-round pick anyway? Because they're not, you know, how many of them go in the first round? Not many. You know, we had that anomaly last year with the two guys who went Alabama and Texas had two running backs go in the first round. That doesn't happen that often. You can be a great one and still go in the second, third round as a running back. So what do you do? Do you do you go while you can go and just all you do is heal up that knee and and know and 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 play, or do you come back here and take more hits in the SEC? There's that's a, that's a little bit different than a than a than a quarterback, you know? Oh, Jonathan Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what Jonathan Brooks is going to do. I mean, Mel Kiper still has him as his number one running back. So and that's incredible. Yeah, it just shows how good he is. And he was having a ridiculously great season. I mean, his numbers were comparable to what Bijan was doing last year. And Bijan ended up as a uh, top 10 pick in the first round last year. So we'll see. I mean, back to Ryan Wingo. Like, I don't don't know how much Quinn Ewer's decision impacts Ryan Wingo. It's not like Ryan Wingo can only be here for one year and then he can go pro. Like, he's got to be here for three years. So the majority of his Texas career is going to be quarterbacked by not Quinn Ewer's. So if you're... If you're a freshman making your decision on a guy who's only going to be there for one season, like that feels silly. And I think Arch Manning is highly touted enough and a big enough name to where guys want to play with that dude. Like receivers are like, no, I want to catch passes from a Manning. Like, so I don't think it's like, oh, if Quinn Ewers comes back, Ryan Wingo will feel better about himself. Nah, like I don't, I don't, don't think that has really anything to do with uh, Ryan Wingo's decision. I think it's all the other stuff that you talked about, right? The fact that he can stay close to home, play at the state school. And sure. still get a big time back because and Mizzou, their quarterback is coming back. Yeah, Mizzou has recruited really well. Well, once again, he's only back for one year, so like I don't I don't know if that should impact his decision too much. But uh, it'll impact his NIL just a little bit stronger, possibly. Well, he, I, if if he's smart, he's probably calling Mizzou today and is like, hey, "Oh yeah, what can I get out of you?" And then he's what, like, "What is my next package?" Okay, hey, there's my first offer. Yeah, hey Sark, uh Mizzou just offered this. What uh what can you guys do down in Austin? Like uh there are some kids who are doing that. Whether you agree oh, with it or not. Oh, no, they're doing that for sure. Yeah, I don't know if Wingo is one of those guys doing that, but I saw this update from 24/7 Sports. Uh Steve Wiltfong who is as tied in as any recruiting person in the world. He uh, posted this update a little after 7.30, so within the last hour. Five-star Texas commit Ryan Wingo and his family talked with Missouri head coach Elia Drinkwitz on Tuesday nights, and the Tigers are hanging around at the end of his recruitment. Wingo loves the Longhorns, but it sounds like the family is giving the in-state program some attention at the end of the cycle. Last visit in. There's that last visit in deal. 
Yeah, Wingo was supposed to send his letter to the Longhorns at 7 a.m., but apparently it has not happened. So there you go. So yeah, and he, and he talked about sending it in early, and that's not a good sign right there. Unless right. he's got, unless they've got an event at the high school where three other guys, they're doing it at noon. But if he's already talked about when he was sending it in, he already knows about the events and what's not going to happen. Yeah. This is, this, is just that, this is just that late play that happens to you. I know, I know, and this is probably unnecessary worrying by me, uh, but there's always one or two on National oh, Signing Day. Sure, or, or I've been like, through that. Yeah, would would, uh, would really like to get this thing done just so I don't have to stress anymore. Uh, we'll obviously let you know as soon as there is some updated news with Ryan Wingo, but uh, a five-star, one of four five-stars that Texas is bringing in, hopefully bringing in in this class of 2024, uh, a top 15 player in the nation and a guy who is expected to be a huge piece for this Texas offense for the next few years. All right, before we get more into signing day, uh, let's give some love, Buck, to Alrighty. the great sponsors we've got here. All right, now, if you're seeking, you know, I talked about my back. If you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact our experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults like myself. I mean, real adults, old adults, spinal care, sports medicine, trauma care, joint replacement, rheumatology, and even more. Christopher Daney, Dr. Daney, and Dr. Christopher Stockton are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and give you that great quality of life that you deserve. Visit TXOrtho.com for more information. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Once again, for more information, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Texas Orthopedics. Also, shout out to our man Tom McKay and Audio Visual yeah. Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audio Visual Consultations, and all of us at Audio Visual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids make love to your wife and cheer the game with your friends call us at 255-8678 that's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com boy those big box stores right now bk are jammed oh i mean it's a mess it to, is a mess i went to the post office yesterday oh that is that's lovely i go to a place called postnet love the folks over there yeah i've got one but it's up my way you go to the post. I used to go to that post office that you went to. And, dude, I used to be standing outside in the line there. I've given that up. I paid the extra money. Love the U.S. Postal Service. I think they do. A, they've gotten better. I, I, I like when I can get in there and be in the middle of the line. But I always seem to be at the end of the line no matter what time I go. Why, yeah. am, I the last, why am I the last dude in the line? How does that work all the time? I went to the post office two days in a row. Two days oh. ago, I walked in, I saw how long the line was, and I literally turned around and walked out. And I was like, this is two hours minimum here. And then yesterday, I could have used the self-serve kiosk, which would have taken me two minutes to get in and out. What? But of course, the machine was broken. No. I walk in, there's a guy working on the machine, and I'm like, you got to be shitting me, man. Uh, but the line, thankfully, wasn't that long. I mean, it was still like half an hour in there. But uh, it could have been worse. And, of course, this is like the busiest post office week of the year with Christmas coming up on Monday. Everyone's all in there coughing and sneezing and coughing and hacking in there. There was a guy there 
He was literally wearing a mask, right? Yeah. And he pulled the mask down to cough. He didn't what? cover his mouth. He was wearing a mask, pulls the mask down, turns to the side, and coughs like twice. Hey, and thanks. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, like, what's the point of wearing a mask? You're trying to prevent the spread of germs, and here you are spreading germs, dude. Come on, guy. Cover your mouth, guy. Yeah, bad bit right he there. It wouldn't bother me because I'll never have the flu. You know that. That, yeah. that guy could have coughed all he wanted to. Well, you could have gotten COVID. Oh, and I don't had, want that either. Been there, that, done that twice. He's had that before. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. She is very serious about that. Yeah. All these and years later. Have it if you continue to do the tea, keep doing the tea, keep teeing and peeing. I ain't doing tea. You're done with that? I'm so tired of tea and soup. And dude. cough drops. And cough drops. <laughs> Mentholiptus is the flavor. Mentholiptus. Love Mentholiptus. I mean, it should say gasoline because that's what this tastes like. I'm telling you, there's one called Fisherman's Choice or something. Those are the ones. But that's just for talking. That's not for it, – it soothes your throat. It helps you talk. It keeps your voice. But it doesn't do anything. It doesn't make the stuff go away. You've got the right stuff right there. Do you need some do you need some haws? You need some what is that stuff that you rub on your chest? Done that. Been, oh no, don't tell me you've even done that. You've been to the VIX on the chest stuff? Yep. And on the bottom of my feet. I know uh what the, the hell is that? Latina square. That's like an old uh, Latina tradition. Like uh You being the Latino that you are, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm very diverse and I like to learn from other cultures okay. unlike unlike you i'm very open and accepting of everybody i, I accept them all at and any I, given time i'm a You're man accepted. of the people and yeah no, this it's an old uh it's an old tradition and i don't know if it's mexican culture or latin culture or both but uh yeah you put that vix vapo rub on the bottom of your feet before you go to bed and then put socks on to cover it up and that is supposed to help Nope, don't sleep with socks, can't do it. Don't sleep with any clothes, cannot do it. Can't do it, couldn't sleep. I wouldn't. I can't sleep with a T-shirt on. I wouldn't be able to do it. I don't sleep in clothes. I've never, since I was in high school, I've never slept with clothes on. Nude sleeper? I'm a nude sleeper, yes. Yeah. I got, I'm, I'm, my temperature, my body temperature, I'm like a little, like a little furnace. And so if I put stuff on, I get into a sweat and I don't want, that's, that's very uncomfortable you know, all pitted out or sweat coming around my neck and oh, in my loins. I don't want it in my loins. You know what I mean? Nut cheese. I don't nut cheese. I want. I want to be nice and clean and clear. I'm not putting stuff on the bottom of my feet. Where do they did they, they, they teach that in Mexico? Come on, y'all. Where'd you get that from? Our honorary Mexican Rodney Rodriguez says it works every time. I used to Dick. when I when my nose is stuff. I used to put a little bit underneath my nose for breathing that night. That yeah. worked. I was okay with that, but that was the nasty Vicks. That was when you dabbed your finger in it and stuck it in your nose or on your chest. Oh, you go like this with the two? Oh, yeah. Get it in there. Get it in my in my nose. Put it on my – my mommy used to put it on my chest. Ew. My mommy would come in and rub, rub that stuff on my chest. What are you talking about here? Vicks. Oh, okay. Everybody's mommy put it on their chest when they were kids. Don't, don't say it like that, man. What? She was my mommy. She was, she was put that stuff on my chest, give me the hot tea. You know what she tried used to do? She when I first my mom used to try to do the old warm milk and all that stuff at night when you, to go to sleep. I've never ever I took warm milk one time and I was like, whoa, 
never again, mommy, no more warm milk, none of that. I never, I, I've never even thought of giving that to my kids. You know, I thought, you know, the warm milk was something for real. Mm-hmm. That's like white people stuff. They do that. I don't think I've ever had warm milk in my life. Ever? Sounds gross. Yeah, but you had, you've had the Vicks vapor rub on your chest, though. Yeah. When you were a kid. Yeah. And your mommy did it, too. No, don't, don't say my mommy put it on my chest. That's, of course she did. No. You, you weren't allowed to do that. Mommy didn't allow you to dip your nasty little dirty, filthy fingers into the to the Vicks. They did it themselves and rubbed you and rubbed your little head and stuff, and then you went to sleep. I'm going to throw up, dude. What? <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing like going back to yesteryear, and that was a long time for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Long, long time for me, but my mommy was the best when I was sick. Absolute best. My mommy even gave me an enema. So... Yes. What is that? An enema with the old yeah. red bag. Some of these, some of these people. Rodney knows about the old red bag. The old like a, like a colostomy bag. Oh yeah, I remember having to play basketball. I was at a high school where I had to go to the basketball, and I had had the runs, so I drank like a whole bottle of KO pectate, and it clogged me up. And I it, just before the boys came to pick me up, BK, I was like, oh my god, I can't go. My mom said, get in the tub. She got me in a tub. She had a big red water with all the tubes. I don't know. It was a douchebag thing or something. It was, I don't know what it was. It was used for everything back in the day. It was used when you had to put it on your head for a hangover or stuff. I got in, a, in the tub and she said, turn sideways. I turned sideways. I think she filled that thing up with soap and warm water before they had like the real solution that you're supposed to use, not just like lava soap. And she pushed that bag, and that thing filled me up inside. And I was like, okay, I got to go, Mom. Dude, I got in a car with the boys and started to go. And next thing you know, you could hear the brakes hit at the just at the corner. I came flying back down, jumped over the railing of the house, into the bathroom, shipped my brains out, got back to the car, and then went and played. What is this called? I don't know what that big red bag was. I mean, some of you older women that or in my era, please tell them what that thing, it was used for a little bit of everything, I believe. I believe, I think it was used as a cleanser for, it was down the lower region cleanser. They used that to, to clean, you know, before they had those, you know, purifiers or whatever they use these days, mass and gale or whatever that stuff was. I think they used, they used that hot, they used that red bag for everything. Like I said, they put it on your tummy when you were, when you were sick. I don't know what to Google here. I'm trying to pull up a picture that would help me and our audience understand what you're talking about. But it looks like a stomach almost. It was, but it was a red, kind of a rubber bag kind of deal. I search red bag and I'm getting red dog poop bags. I don't think that's. <laughs> well, look up douche bag. <laughs> look up a douche bag and see if it shows up there. I guarantee it'll show up there. Oh my god! It's got white tubes on it. Uh, okay. You see it? Before we get back into signing day, because uh, Israel is asking about that, and I promise we've been talking about that for like 95% of the morning. Come on, man. That was crazy. Off. I put my little thumb in my mouth sitting in the tub. She shoved that thing up me and pushed this? that. That's it. There it is. It, that's it. God. Oh, is that scary looking? Doesn't that look scary? It looks like liver. She put that in your system? No, she. That's where the water and stuff. Where there was tubes that came out of that thing, and she they inserted that into your buttocks area, and they pushed that warm water 
through to get rid of, you know, when you were constipated. See all the little tubes? Hell yeah. There it is. I've seen that before. Nasty. Oh, dude. I'm glad, I'm glad they, that is no longer a thing because no. I want no part of that. Dude, when they put that soap, that warm soap water through your body, that thing loosens you up so quick. I mean, I flew up the stairs to get rid of it. I mean, it was, I would have never made it to the high school. <laughs> but then again, remember, I don't uh, shit myself. I would have opened up the door and shit out the door. God. All right. We're done with that. <laughs> Back to signing day. My gosh. Wow. Sorry to the people out there for having to hear whatever the hell. All the olds are like, yeah, I remember that. That was fun back in those days. Oh, my God. Mommy and Vic's vapor rub. Ugh. So there's one other player that I'm worried about today. A guy who's been committed to Texas for a while. We talked about Ryan Wingo earlier. Okay. And, uh, it feels like we should be feeling better about Ryan Wingo than Aaron Hampton, who's the next guy we're about to talk about. Aaron Hampton, a four-star cornerback from the state of Texas, I think from the Dangerfield area. And 5'10", 175. He's been committed to Texas since July. Wow. Um, Nick Saban is apparently making a late push. And Alabama has been pushing hard to flip Aaron Hampton over the last couple of weeks. And a lot of the insiders are sensing that uh, there's a good chance that that's going to happen. So nothing official yet. Uh, we will see what happens. As of right now, Aaron Hampton is still committed to the University of Texas. I think Texas has four cornerbacks committed in this year's class. So if uh, they do lose out on Aaron Hampton, not the end of the world. They've got a few other guys at that position coming in they've obviously recruited pretty well there the last few seasons too but uh yeah that's the one you know ryan wingo is probably more just me overreacting but aaron hampton uh according to a lot of industry sources is a guy who could change his mind here on signing day and end up going somewhere outside of austin now you said the quarterback is already in the quarterback quarter corner not cornerback quarterback yes QB. trey owens trey owens is already in the four-star qb from uh Fair. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, he has already uh, faxed his letter of intent. I'm doing a quick refresh to make sure we have our numbers right. It looks like uh, 14 letters of intent have been signed and submitted this morning to the University of Texas, which leaves uh, eight players who are committed currently who have not signed right now. But it looks like, I mean, I keep refreshing the Texas football Twitter account, and more and more guys are coming in. So the website we'll I'm looking this at. afternoon that'll have deals at lunchtime with their other players at their high school. They still do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which That's, is kind of uh, cool. For sure. And Texas has a couple of left coast kids who maybe oh, aren't yeah. even awake yet. Right. Brandon Baker, the uh, five-star offensive lineman from California. And it's 643 on the West Coast right now. I don't know if that dude is awake uh, the fax is letter of intent. A couple of guys from Arizona, a part of this class, who have yet to uh, actually send in their NLI. But once again, I'm not too worried about the West Coast guys at, at this hour. Uh, Brandon Baker, that's a huge get for Texas too, Buck. And we, we can talk about the lines of scrimmage oh, right yeah. now. Like, that's been the biggest difference for Texas. And I know, you know people focus more on the skill position players than sure. the offensive and defensive linemen. But if you have watched the best college football programs in really since the beginning of time, but especially in recent history, you can tell that they are built on the lines of scrimmage. And that's the biggest difference between the SEC and pretty much every other conference in college football is that the big boys that they have up front in that league are second to none. So you need to be solid 
on the lines of scrimmage. Texas clearly was this year. It's a huge part of why the Longhorns are in the college football playoff. That was a huge part of why Texas was able to go on the road and beat Alabama, right? It feels like Texas this year had those dudes who can compete at the highest level. Well, the good news for Texas, four of the five starters on the offensive line will be back. Christian Jones is off to the next level. Uh, but the bad news is Texas is going to lose a lot from the defensive line. We know T. Sweat's gone. Byron Murphy probably gone. Some rumors that Baron Sorrell is at least considering taking his talents to the next level. So uh, Texas, they've done a good job at replenishing there. And that's really, really important because it ain't a coincidence that this is Texas's best offensive and defensive line in maybe two decades. And this is obviously the best year the Longhorns have had in a long, long time. Yeah, I hope Mr. Sorrell has a good talk with his son. He can use another year. I mean, he, I mean, numbers wise, he needs some numbers, you know, yep. for him. I mean, he's got body type. He's got everything that you need there. He just needs some numbers. He needs some sack numbers. You know, if he can get in that six to eight, you know, 10 sacks in a year, he can make himself a lot of money. I don't think him going off to the NFL is, is, is the answer right now. I mean, I, I mean, and, and he can have, and he can be an individual. This, this doesn't, you know, wins and losses. Yeah. You want to win a bunch of games, but you can be a winner at that position by just racking up the sacks, you know? Yep. Yeah. You can make I yourself mean, some money. Your team, your team, it's going to help your team win, but you personally, you know, you're one-on-ones against certain guys or, 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 or making a bunch of tackles for loss will make you some money the following year. I think that he'll take an, I think he'll come back. I think he should come back for another yeah. year. Now, look, I'm sure Baron Sorrell's goal was to make it to the NFL. And he's obviously got the chance to do that after this year, but I don't know if he'd be drafted. I yeah, really don't. Right. Like if he did get drafted, it'd be very, very late in the draft. But I'm not even sure he's a guarantee to be even a day three pick. So, uh, yeah, to me, it makes a lot of sense for Baron Sorrell to come back. Four sacks this year. Like if he could double that yeah, next season. If he, give ten, if he got 10 sacks, it'd be awesome for him. Yeah, guy with his body type and his potential, like he could end up being a day two draft pick if he right. comes back for another year and and puts up some good film. So, uh, yeah, now I, I was a little surprised to hear that uh, Baron Sorrell was even considering making the jump to the NFL. But hey, it's it's the NFL. Like I get it, I get it. That's the goal. The goal is to not play at UT and then stop. The goal is to find a way to play on Sundays. So uh, it's understandable that if there's a chance for you to make it in the league. You want to try to get there as soon as possible to prove your worth. But yeah, I'd like for Sorrell. I think that dude like Byron Murphy, Byron Murphy could come back for one more season. No, he doesn't, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to like, no. could he maybe improve his draft stock if he came back and had another spectacular year? Yeah. But like Murphy's, you know, the iron's been plugged in for that guy for a while. Like sure. he's, he's had a tremendous, tremendous season and he's done enough to where, okay, he's going to be maybe a, a probably a day two draft pick in April. Uh, Baron Sorrell, he's not in that same conversation. No. Like that, that guy is not second or third round worthy at this moment. Even with a really, really good combine and pre-draft process, I'd still think he's uh, an obvious day three guy. And, uh, you know, if he didn't have a good pre-draft process, then he might be a UDFA, which it would feel right. really silly to leave a place like Texas with everything that's going for it uh, to be an undrafted free agent. So, Yeah, I think you'd have to be careful of that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you on that. So, yeah, Texas yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. kind of the same way I feel about Collins. I, I look at him, I'm like, dude, come back here and make yourself some money. Come back yeah. here and dedicate yourself. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'd be about the team, but it can be about you too and be about the team at the same time. You know, two things can be, you know, necessary for, for you 
it's necessary that you win the games, but it's also necessary that you get better by coming back for another year. And yep. you can add, add to add to to your banking pool too, while you help the University of Texas out. I, I mean, like I said, if, if Collins had another year, if I was him, I was coming back to be the stud finally. Yeah, you know? I mean, Alfred Collins, I think, would be a higher draft pick than Baron Sorrell. Yeah, just on on body. I mean, that guy's got a already NFL type of body. Yep. But I'm with you 100%. Like, look, Alfred Collins was a backup this year. Now he was playing behind the two best interior D linemen sure. in the country. So a lot of guys would have been backups to T. Sweat and to Byron Murphy. But, yes. yeah, I mean, those guys are leaving. So you've got a chance to be a starter for a national champion, uh, national championship contending type of team. And you were backing year. up the Outland Trophy winner? Are you kidding me? Of course you want to. I'd, come, I'd be back here in a second to yeah. say, listen, this guy was really, really good. I had a hard time breaking the line. It wasn't that I wasn't prepared. It was that that guy was that good. I mean, he's a first-team unanimous All-American, guys. I'm, but I'm coming back to show you I can play just as well as that guy. That's what, that would be in my mind. It wouldn't be, let me go off and be a third or fourth-round pick. Hell no, I want to make some money. Let me come back and, and dedicate myself to this final, my final year. Yeah, that's that would be my thought as well. Alfred Collins has been here for four years, though. Maybe he's like, yeah, you know, I've been here long enough, and I want to go somewhere else. I don't think he'd hit the portal. I think the only other leaving option for sure. Alfred Collins is to go pro, but maybe, you know, like Bo Davis is an awesome D-line coach. I think that's proven, right? Devondre Sweat was a three-star. Sure. And he was the best interior lineman in the sport this season. So Bo Davis is clearly good at recruiting. He's clearly good at developing and evaluating, but maybe with Alfred Collins, it just hasn't clicked because Alfred Collins hasn't taken the steps that we've wanted him to. Now this is yes. his best year on the 40 acres, but it has. it's a five-star and you're hoping this guy was going to be a major impact player throughout his Texas career. And he's shown flashes of great play, but hasn't been as consistent as he would like. Maybe he's just thinking, yeah, like I, I don't jive with this coach. Maybe I go to a different system work with a different D-line coach and get paid some NFL money, maybe maybe that's what I want to do. I yeah, I mean, do Alfred Collins, I mean, Charles Amenehu is playing in the NFL and making money and playing well. Alfred Collins can be a dominator if he, I mean, his, poten his potential and his physical, I mean, he's a physical specimen. I mean, if it takes you another year to fulfill that, then it takes you another year. But because you're not going to get, you know, you're going to get, a chance but dude you don't get many chances in the nfl they don't they don't they it's just like you know being a running back in texas now you're not going to get to to mature two years down the road you better be ready to play when you come in you know oh yeah and alfred collins going to the nfl they're not sitting around waiting for his potential they want to know that does he have the heart does he have does he practice hard enough does he have the focus can he mentally take some disappointments they, they want to know all that stuff immediately and if you have to, if it takes you another year to mature and all that stuff, why not do it? Especially sure. since you've been behind a great player. Yeah, he should come back. He should come back for another season. But uh, we'll see. Uh, that decision, I don't think, has been made yet. He's another one of those guys that maybe if he goes out and plays really well in the college football playoff and yeah. Texas plays in two games in the college football playoff, then uh, maybe he sees his draft stock rise and he decides that he's ready to take his talents to the next level. So. Uh, we shall see with Alfred Collins, as we will with a, a number of these guys on this current Texas team. Texas has four five-stars committed in this class. Two of them have already signed, and a guy that I think every Longhorn fan is excited about since we're talking about the defensive line is the five-star edge rusher from Duncanville High School, 
Colin Simmons, who helped lead Duncanville to a state championship last weekend, uh, top 25 player in the nation, according to the Horns 24-7 composite rankings. Look, everybody wants their favorite player to be the next Micah Parsons, right? Oh, yeah. there, are, there are people who think Colin Simmons can be Micah Parsons light, like a guy who you can line up in a number of different spots on the field and he can make things happen. Now, Texas, I think, needs edge rushers like Baron Sorrells, hopefully coming back. Ethan Burke coming back. Colton Vosick coming back. Anthony Hill, curious to see what position he plays sure. next year. Maybe he stays more in that off-ball linebacker role after Jalen Ford leaves, or maybe he's more of an edge. I don't know. But you can never have too many good edge rushers. Like to no. me, the three most important positions in football, the quarterback, the guys who protect the quarterback, and the guys who hit the other team's quarterback. Yep. And Texas needs more, especially because Sweat and Murphy are gone, and those guys have done a great job of getting pass rush pressure up the middle uh, despite being interior guys, Texas is going to need more off the edge, I think, in 2024. And if Colin Simmons can be like Anthony Hild, where he just comes in here and plays a lot and plays really well in year one, then that is going to be huge for PK's defense. Yeah, I mean, that's, once again, that has a lot to do with a guy like Collins coming back, too. If he's got those, those studs that are outside, even though they're freshmen, I mean, he's got to think, man, I can, I can get, I mean, I'm going to get, may not get as many double teams now i may get single block and i ought to be able to take care of that with my size and speed yeah i mean that's there's a there's a lot of decision making going into all of this stuff for guys on the defensive line whether they come back or stay murphy he's gone i gotta believe he's gone yeah. there's no i mean he played as well as anybody in the nation you know those two guys i mean why would you come back i agree I agree. Uh, back to uh, Colin Simmons, though. I saw a comparison between him and Nick Benito, former Oklahoma edge okay. rusher, who was really good, ended up as a second-round pick by the Denver Broncos. I think he's still in the league. He hasn't been mm -hmm. like a, a great player in the NFL, but was a great college player who gave Texas fits a couple of years in a row at the Cotton Bowl. Like, I'll take that. Of course, I want Micah Parsons, but I realized yeah. that we're talking about maybe the NFL's defensive player of the year and expecting – uh, anybody to be as good as that guy is very lofty. But, uh, yeah, look, if if Colin Simmons can be Nick Benito to where he plays well enough, he's productive, he's an all-conference caliber player, and he ends up right. being a second-round pick whenever his college career is all said and done, then, uh, yeah, uh, sign me up for that right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, this dude is uh, – he's fast. He's 6'3", 225. He's got good bend, super athletic, uh, playmaker too, man. He goes for the strip every time. He makes a tackle, and yeah, he could be next year's Anthony Hill, and it's it's exciting for Texas fans. There's a lot of reason for excitement, but to think about potentially having Anthony Hill coming off one edge on this defense and then Colin Simmons coming mm. off the other edge in 2024 and 2025 and maybe 2026 if Anthony Hill decides to come back for a fourth year, but I'm not sure, um, then yeah, that's uh, that's scary. That's, that's what like you want that right part. there. Yeah, you need game wreckers off the edge, and uh, you know, Texas hasn't had a ton of those in recent years. It'd be nice for uh, for them to get a few. And obviously, Colin Simmons, you feel like, is a guy who can be one of those. Yeah, they've done such a good job of getting the offensive line. You know, it's now it's time to get those those killers on the defensive line, especially the rush rush guys. You got to yeah. have those guys. You yeah. got to have them going into this next conference for sure. Sergio because they, they, yeah, they 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 create havoc. Not only in your passing game, but in your run game too. 
They run guys down from behind. If they're unblocked, they come down the line and they make plays for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On the backside, you got to have those guys. Absolutely. And the other five-star that Texas has signed, once again, four are committed, still waiting on the NLIs for Ryan Wingo and Brandon Baker. But uh, Xavier Filsaming, of course, we've talked about him a lot this week because he flipped his commitment from Florida to Texas. I think that was two days ago now on Monday. Uh, he is already signed, so you don't have to worry about a flip Good. back. You don't have to worry about anybody else getting involved. It, it felt like once Phil Samee had flipped, and considering the fact that he was here on a visit this past weekend uh, before he made his announcement that he was going to flip, felt pretty good about that one actually going down, and it has gone down. So good. Uh, the secondary, too. I mean, I know we've talked about this a lot, but over the last seven or eight days, uh, Texas has gotten commitments from Kobe Black, who is a high four-star, I think the 54th-ranked player in the country. According to the 24-7 sports composite rankings, he can play corner or safety. Uh, they got Xavier Filsamy, who's a five-star safety. And, of course, the uh, the transfer from Clemson, Andrew Makuba, who played his high school football at LBJ here in the wow. Austin area. Three key players at a position of need for the Longhorns. That is huge for Texas. And they realize that they've got to get better on the back end on defense. And they've oh, done for sure. Start. Yeah, I mean those are those are great gets when they're signed, sealed, and delivered. That's going to be great. Plus the freshman that's already coming. I mean that's a that's a that's a big deal. Yeah, big deal for them. And now just find me another wide receiver. Make me feel good. You got one from coming from Houston. Find me another one, and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. With so the base, with the cats that they have here. So, yeah, you're talking about the transfer portal. Yes, give me a, okay. just give me one more. Yeah, Texas has. I believe three receivers committed in this high school class. And they've got two of them signed, of course, still waiting on Ryan Wingo's NLI to come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, it's uh, Texas does not have a lot of returning production in the wide receiver room, assuming Xavier Worthy, Adonai Mitchell, and Jordan Whittington leave. Now, I think Jordan Whittington, has to go. Yeah, Whittington for sure is gone, and I, I think it's very safe to assume that the other two guys are also leaving but uh yeah if those guys all leave which that's the expectation for every texas fan uh texas i think eight returning catches from this year's roster coming back next year yeah matthew golden coming in he's got way more than that 13 touchdowns in two years at houston uh yeah we'll see because evan stewart that's the name that every every college football fan base has been keeping an eye on and it took a while there have been rumors for weeks that the former five-star from Texas A&M, the number one receiver in the nation in the class of 2022. Was that Watson. the number one class in the nation at that time, too? Yep, the number one class in the nation that uh, is all I, leaving College was, Station. Yeah. I think, let me pull up the exact number. I think they had 22 wow. players who signed in that uh, in that class. 18 of them ranked in the top 100. Uh, Evan Stewart, if he leaves, now I guess hypothetically you can enter the portal and then withdraw your name right. from the portal and go back to the school that you were at before. Uh, it doesn't happen that often. If Evan Stewart does leave, he'd be the ninth player out of 18 from that historically great recruiting class for Jimbo Fisher in Aggieland to leave the program. Yeah. You wonder how they had to pack that money into Jimbo? They had to do that. Yeah, yeah, not much NIL choice. money anymore because it's all going to Jimbo, isn't it? Yes, it's not about fishing. that. Jimbo's got that money now. And Evan Stewart came out 
couple of weeks ago and said he never got a dollar of NIL money from Texas A&M, which I don't know if I believe that. You got the wrong uh, people working for you. If that is true, then yeah, either A&M is just blatantly lying to all of these kids or Evan Stewart's got the wrong people working for him. Yeah. And his guy screwed something up. Uh, Evan Stewart wants to get paid, though. I think he said that because he wants money. He basically sent a message to any school that could potentially be interested in him that, hey, it's going to take a pretty big bag to get me to consider going to oh, your yeah. place. So, All right. Look, we got Texas, the bag. We got Texas, the bag. Yeah, hell yeah. Texas has the bag. Now, Ole Miss is throwing around more money than anybody right now. Uh, Oregon is throwing around a ton of money as well. They've got that Phil Knight bag, which yeah, that night's money is pretty yeah. good. That's so I don't bag. know. I don't know. It's so early in the uh, the process because Stewart, I think, entered the portal like yesterday. So I just wonder know. if that if that's a deal with with uh, with Sark. I mean, is he a fit? Hmm. Is he one of those one of those kids that just needs a lot of attention once he gets to your campus too? You know, I mean, Sark has got guys that fit the program, fit the you know, fit the model of what he's looking for as a person too. I mean that that goes into play when your chemistry has been pretty good and when you're building, you're trying to build a culture which. Sark is built here in three years of playing, you know, they're in, in the hunt for a national championship in three years. So that you don't want to mess with that culture. You don't want to mess with that fit. You know, you bring guys in here that are just a little sour. That'll screw with you for years to come that you'll lose your culture. You know, it took you three to build it. It doesn't take long to lose it. You know, it only takes a few kids that would screw that up for you. And I mean, it, it helped sour what happened at Texas A&M, all those great ones that they had. Next thing you know, they're sitting in the boys' room smoking weed or whatever the hell they were doing. It just wasn't a good fit. You know, Jimbo couldn't control. He couldn't control the pipe or whatever was going on down there. So yeah. you, you got to get the right people. It's not always about how much money you can give to them. You know, you can give them all the money in the world. If, if they're if they're just a pain in the ass, they're still going to be a pain in the ass with money. That's all. You're right. You're right. Yeah, a ton of uh, five-star kids have had off-the-field issues that have yes. prevented them from being great players, not just at Texas A&M, but all over the place. Right. But you're right. I mean, look, the culture in Aggieland wasn't great when they signed that recruiting class, and obviously right. it hasn't been great since then. So, yeah, it matters. And look, Sark has been selective with his transfer portal guys, and there have been a number of really, really talented, proven wide receivers who have hit the portal this offseason. And Texas hasn't offered that many of them. Obviously, they offered Matthew Golden, but it was clear like he was their top priority. There are other guys who were in the portal. Yeah, they, I mean, they knew about him before. They knew what kind of kid he was. They understood, you know. All you had to do is ask some other assistant coaches that were in the process, even if they're not here, of what was it like to recruit that kid? Was that kid a pain in the ass? Did he want a bunch? Is that why he didn't come here? Even if you recruited him late, you know, the difference between Houston and Texas is huge. And why didn't he come? You know, while well, he wanted to be near home, he really felt good about the University of Houston. So, I mean, that's those are things you want to hear. You don't want to hear that, nah, he was just a pain in the ass. We just decided it was late. We didn't want to continue to bother with him. So uh, your culture is 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 very, very important, and especially yep. the way you've built it now. You don't want to destroy it in a matter of taking on a couple bad a bad apples right now. You just don't want to do it. You're right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what Texas thinks about Evan Stewart. Uh, Talent-wise, it's a no-brainer to extend. Yeah, somebody's it. recruited. Somebody around here has recruited that kid before. They oh, know about him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was the number one receiver in the nation. Like, everybody wanted him. Texas really wanted him out of high school. Yes, now they know about LSU, Ohio State, everybody knows about this kid. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Once again, it's so early. Evan Stewart just entered the portal yesterday, so we don't have any reports of – 
who's interested or who's a finalist, but I think it's probably safe to assume that everybody's interested. Sure. And the kid is just a supreme, supreme talent. Maybe that's the guy, though, because you and I have talked about it a lot, Buck. Like, we want Texas to get two receivers from the portal. They've passed on some really, really good players. Like, yeah. Deion Burks went to Oklahoma. Um, Relique Brown from USC is going to Arizona State. Juice Wells, a guy that was linked to Texas early, took a visit here. It seems like he's going to Ole Miss. I don't know if that's official yet, but uh, there have been a lot of rumors about that. Like, there have been other guys that Texas just hasn't shown a ton of interest in in the portal. Maybe they've been waiting on yeah, Evan Stewart. They've heard about this. They've heard the rumor mill, and yeah. his friends have talked to other friends, and they're just just waiting for it. So, and they want to put together a package that that's going to make him excited about coming here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. I would, because as I, would, I said, they, they you you don't take a bad apple just for the sake of. I mean, that of, of screwing up your team and your culture. But they, as I and as you said too. They know him. They know everything about him. They've been recruiting him. People recruiting him for years since he was probably a sophomore in high school. They they've wanted him, so they know what kind of character he has. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I trust Sark. Like if Sark offers him out of the portal, sure. then clearly Sark and this coaching staff they feel good about Evan Stewart. Not only the player, but the person. Right. Too. And I'm with you, man. This culture matters, and it feels like this culture is in a really, really good spot. And you don't want right. to bring in anybody who's going to upset the apple cart. So. No, you definitely don't want to do that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. We'll, uh, we'll get back into national signing day. A reminder, Hank South of horns 24 seven will be joining us at nine 30. So about 25 minutes from now, Hank South, who is an insider who is as plugged in as just about anybody in the business, a guy who knows a lot about these kids and what they're going to bring to the university of Texas. Uh, he's going to be jumping on the show at nine 30 to uh, really break down what Texas is getting in this class of 2024. Uh, before we get back into the football conversations, though, Buck, how about some more shout-outs to some sponsors? How about our good friends at Covert B Cave? Since 1909, the Covert family has been serving Central Texas with cars, trucks, and SUVs, of course. They've got Covert Ford and Chevy and Hutto. They've got Covert Lincoln and Ford in Austin. But then out in beautiful B Caves, Texas, USA, America, it is absolutely gorgeous out there. They've got 42 acres of unbelievable products. And you'll find brands like Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and of course, Ram out there. Don't forget that Sierra that's out there. That truck is absolutely gorgeous. And all those lots are filled, 42 acres, filled with cars and trucks, just waiting for you to come out there and buy. And the Covert family will have great deals for you out there too. Go to covertbcave.com for more information. Say hello to Dan Covert and Stacy and Mike and the whole gang when you're out there. And, folks, nobody beats a covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not ever. Shout out to Covert B-Cave. They are hooking us up with a vehicle to take to New Orleans. Looking forward to that. Speaking of New Orleans, if you want to be with us on game day in New Orleans, you can get tickets to the Texas One Fund tailgates coming up at Manning's on January 1st, 2024. We're going to be a part of the all-day party, the Texas tailgate supporting the Texas One Fund, which, of course, is the NIL collective for the University of Texas. We are going to be a part of the fun. We're going to be partying from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Come, come in hungover after New Year's Eve and hang out all day long. If you don't have tickets to the game but you're going to be in NOLA, you can watch the game inside Manning's with a bunch of Texas fans at Manning's in Harrah's near the French Quarter 
the Sugar Bowl game day experience benefiting the Texas One Fund. If you're looking for tickets, just go to texassugarbowl.party. Yes, a real website, texassugarbowl.party, and you can hang out with us and hang out with all sorts of Texas fans and most importantly, support the University of Texas. Hey. Yes, looking forward to meeting a bunch of people there. And don't forget, tomorrow we will be at Sue Patrick's yes. on Burnett Road. I'm looking forward to seeing Jay and Sue Patrick there and, and seeing all you folks because that Texas volleyball shirt will be there. The ones that they wore in the locker room, they will have those. Jay said they, they, they were supposed to ship them to them yesterday. They will be there today, and they will be there ready for tomorrow. Nice. We're going to be there at noon. Noon. Yep. The midday show. It'll be yes. Trey, it will be Bucky, and it will be me out there from 12 to 1 at Sue Patrick on Burnett Road. Of course, they've got all sorts of Texas football gear wow. as well. Yeah. You want to stock up for the Sugar Bowl or get those Big 12 championship shirts and hats. They've got them for you. A ridiculous selection at Sue Patrick. Uh, we are excited to be there tomorrow. The stocking stuffers, they've got all of that. Yep. Shout you out know, to uh, Go ahead. You know what I love? I love that El Arroyo book, the one they put the they put the little funny little sayings up on the bulletin board. They have seven volumes of that book. All the years that they've been doing that. And those are really interesting. I started getting that. I got that from my daughter-in-law. You know, I think I got like volume one, two, and three. And so they've got seven volumes. I got to continue to keep those volumes going. Those are really cool little items sitting on your, you know, the living room table there when folks come by. And uh, they got that. They they have it all at Sue Passion. They really, really do. And I know your mom spent some spent some coin. She she did it by mail. She didn't yeah. want she didn't trust you to be doing it, running through the store and grabbing stuff. But I know I'll be getting more stuff there. They've got hats, they've got scarves, they got socks, they got kids for you know, stuff for like my grandkids. I love going into that place. Well, you know what Paul Revere said, one if by land, two if by sea, three if by Amazon. I think that's uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's that's what he said back in the day. Shout out to Sue Patrick. Shout out to Sentex tickets, too. If you're looking for tickets to the game on January 1st, they've got them on site right now at sentextickets.com. Uh, Texas basketball tickets, the Longhorn men back in action on Friday afternoon. A little uh, pre-Christmas matinee game. If you want to be at the Moody Center for that, you can get tickets at CentexTickets.com. It's not just UT. It's every school. It's every team. College, pro, it does not matter. Every sport all year long. They've got them for you. Plus concert tickets and Broadway show tickets as well. I know you're a big Broadway guy, Buck. Love it. You know, I went to see Bubbling Brown Sugar on Broadway before. I've gone to a lot of, I've gone to a lot of these kind of Broadway. I saw The Wiz. You know, I've, I've done all those things. I mean, nice. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. If you want to take me to see Andrea Buccelli, you know, I'll go see him sing. I'm, I'm, I love all those. And, and they have some wonderful stuff that's coming to the Moody Theater, too. And he's got tickets for all of that, too. Yes, he does. Big Broadway guy, huh? Oh, yeah. Big Broadway guy. But I got to go to Broadway or I got to take that trip to Vegas. I mean, I, I see stuff at the Paramount here. I love that. I love that kind of stuff. I'm a cultured man. That's why I'm a man of the people. Sounds I'm not like sorry. you. I'm not like rubbing Vicks on the bottom of my feet, calling myself cultured. What you know? What are you? You're, you're bashing the Mexicans now? What? You're saying the Mexicans don't have culture because they no, come on, man. Vapo rub on the bottom of their feet when they're sick. Never heard that before. You're you just, brought that up. You're not saying I've you're a man of that. the people. You're just saying you're gay. I've been, I've been around. I've been around a long, long time. Never heard the Vicks Vapo rub. I don't know. Maybe put your dip your feet in some tortilla soup. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Now that is offensive. What? Uh, Come on, man. They're talking about Texas Tech. Put tortillas on your feet, and that will help. 
there's anything drink wrong the with that. Then drink the soup, man. Come on. Oh, man. Hey, All right. Mr. Sorrell is with us this morning. Said he Hello, Mr. Sorrell. Hey, you could break some news for us right now, Mr. Yeah, Sorrell. You could is do your, that. Is your son coming back next year? Let that was a lot of our conversation. Give us yeah, one more. One more year. One more year. Absolutely. One more year. I mean, we want him back. That's uh, That was the big crux of the conversation, trying to figure out if Baron Sorrell was going to run it back for another season here in Austin. So, I think he's I think he's going to make some coin if he does that. Yeah, I think he uh, will improve his draft stock. He comes back, has another great year. Four sacks to this point this season. Maybe a few more coming. Hopefully a few more coming for Baron Sorrell. Uh, but if he comes back next year and doubles that number, then – He's got a chance to be a uh, second or third round draft pick. If he has a great year in that conference too. Yep. Oh, in the SEC. Great point. Great, great point. So uh, that was most of the conversation. We appreciate you tuning in this morning, Mr. Sorrell. Uh, quick shout out to 7-Eleven as well. Oh, yeah. um, love those folks. You talk about great products, man. They've got everything in that place. The coffee, the Slurpees, the Big Gulps, the snacks. Little, little Debbie's. The little Debbie snacks that the buck loves so much. Of course, the beer, if you need some beer to get things rolling in the morning. Uh, they've got it all. Plus, they got donuts in the morning. Oh, yeah. Pizza for lunch and dinner. The wings, the rollers, uh, the pre-made sandwiches. If you're trying to be a little healthier, they've got you, man. They've they got, got you. You know, they got salads up in there. Yeah, I'd usually look right by those, but they do yeah. have salads in there. Give me to the rotisori. Give me to the rollers. Man. Stay away from it. You use your fingers, man. No. No, I use tongs. I hope so. I'm not a fingers guy. I'm always using tongs. Well, slap the fingers of the guys that are dipping their hands and rolling over the wieners. Yeah. Leave the wieners alone. If I see that, I'm about to stab <laughs> them with the tongs. There you go. Keep your hands off the wiener. That's what we're doing right there. Shout out to 7-Eleven. We love those folks. Love having them as a uh, proud partner of texas sports unfiltered okay buck i'm just doing a quick refresh here to see if anybody else has signed i think texas is still waiting on three national letters of intent right now they've got 19 in so far today right and there were 22 high schoolers committed going into today so yeah they're waiting on three two of them are five stars ryan wingo from missouri the wide receiver Brandon Baker, the offensive tackle from California. And then Aaron Hampton, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Uh, a lot of rumblings that he could flip to Alabama today. Um, oh, Baker apparently just signed. There you go. Good news. There you go. So Brandon Baker, the five-star offensive lineman, one of the four or five stars that Texas had committed, uh, has put pen to paper, and it is official that he will be a Texas Longhorn. So that is great news there. So now it's Ryan Wingo and Aaron Hampton, two guys that, too I'm worried about, yeah, Hampton. Hampton, at this point, just from what I've read, I'd be a little surprised if Hampton actually did sign with Texas. Like, it, it just feels like Alabama has done so much, and they've probably upped their NIL offer. And, uh, you know, I, I'll never blame a kid for wanting to go play for Nick Saban, who's the best college football coach ever. So, would love Hampton. Would love to be wrong on this. Would love Hampton to uh, to stay in state and honor his commitment. And sign with Texas. But uh, once again, the tea leaves are, are showing otherwise mm. right now. Wingo's the big one. Yeah, there are people saying Wingo's asleep. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I guess when I was in high school, when I didn't have school, I would sleep in super late. 
And I, I assume Wingo's probably on winter break right now. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah he's sleeping in a little bit. That's we'll, we're now, on, we're now, on now that. that it is officially winter. Thank you, Wingo. You can you're allowed to sleep in. I let you know that winter came on the 17th. Yeah, it is not winter because it is the day before winter because winter starts oh. on the 21st. So, thank you for that one. How about UTSA, Buck? Yeah, the Roadrunners got it done. First without the starting quarterback last night. Without the 34-year-old Frank Harris. Oh, yes. UTSA won its first bowl game in program history. Congrats to the Roadrunners. Yeah, with uh, Josh McCown's son, or Cade McCown's son, one of he the McCowns. Well. He played pretty well. I didn't know if he was going to get it done because they were down early. Yep. But they came I thought they were down at one time 14 to zip. They were? As a matter of fact. Yeah, UTSA was a pretty big favorite. Now, the line, I think, was assuming Eight. that Frank Harris would play. It was like 12 and a half to 13, and then it went down a bunch after the uh, the Harris news came out. So, yeah, it was Josh McCown's son, Owen McCown, um, who got the start for UTSA, and he played really well. So, congrats to other roadrunners out there. First bowl win in school history. Texas State trying to get its first bowl win in school history here in a couple of days when they take on Rice. So, uh, yeah, you so don't want to be playing Texas State ever. Yeah, you don't. I, I have no problem playing Texas They're State. Dangerous. There's yeah. that's danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. And they had one good year, and now they are the second coming of Georgia, according to the Buck. Yeah, be careful. You don't want to put them on your schedule. Think you're getting a cupcake. Ask Baylor what that's like. Who would you, who would you at? Well, Baylor's the cupcake. Texas State <laughs> put the cupcake on their schedule. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Who would you rather play next year, Texas State or Georgia? Who scares you more? Well, Georgia's got the quarterback. That's the only thing that scares me. He's coming back for another year, I heard. So yeah. that worries me a little bit. Okay. I'm just going to say just a slight edge to Georgia. Mm. Okay. <laughs> absurd. 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 We could, draw, we could draw more at the stadium if we used te got Texas State. And we brought their 12,000 probably in here. It, you, oh, you think Texas State has more fans than Georgia? Oh, they draw more. Yeah, playing at UT, of course. Yes. <laughs> I'm, so. I'm trying to help the team out financially, too. You're trying to help Texas State. I'm trying to help Texas out, too. Getting the locals. We need the local money, too. Well, the Texas sells out every game, and they sure as hell are going to sell out every game next year. They don't need Texas State's square fans to come what are, in. What are you doing? Why are you crapping on the Bobcats? I'm not crapping the on them. Leave the Bobbies alone. The Bobbies? <laughs> come on. The bad Bobby? Catch <laughs> me outside. How about that? Yeah. Where has that lady been? Where is that video? Is that coming tomorrow? That might be tomorrow's video. Oh, my goodness. The uh, Dr. Phil That legend, was horrifying. Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. Please tell me she's not making money somewhere now. She's, she's got to be. She's loaded, dude. She's not. She's there with the Jersey Shore losers. She parlayed that Dr. Phil appearance into a crazy career. She's also wow. pregnant right now. She's got an OnlyFans uh she's a rapper too she's a rapper it's worse than you think like i'm sure you're thinking it's bad it's worse than that wow. we might uh, play some of her music tomorrow which boy that's the worst tease ever now no one's gonna listen to really she actually shows. has music that's out there you can actually play it she's got music out there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that might come up tomorrow all right Hank South in 10 minutes. Buck, I've I've teased this the last couple of days, and I keep forgetting to get to it, so I will get to it right now. Okay. Uh, there is a, a Washington fan somewhere on the Internet. We've had one in our YouTube comment line for the last couple of days, and I don't think he's here this morning. 
but some sort of Washington fan or at least somebody on the Facebook page titled all we talk is college football has uh, taken a shot at Texas defensive lineman to sweat. That's not nice. Are you seeing that on your screen? I can see, I can see every bit of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a a really bad, a really bad and (laughs) offensive blown up picture of Tavondre Sweat, like an AI picture there. <laughs> he doesn't look like that, does he? No, he doesn't look like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's that's a big good. cat, but he's not that big. No, no, that guy is fat. Tavondre Sweat is big, but he obviously carries his weight incredibly well. Uh, that he's dude, fat. yeah. That dude. dude is 360 pounds. That dude right there is 800 pounds. <laughs> so you've got the offensive picture there from Chris Carpenter. Good job on, there, Chris. Might as well be go full bore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's, uh, here's what the caption reads. All this ridiculous talk from Texas fans about how they think their defensive front is somehow going to destroy the Washington offensive line. That offensive line is three guys on their way to the NFL. Washington has tied for fifth in the nation with fewest sacks allowed, giving up only 11 all season. And the Texas offensive line is ranked 63rd in the nation with 26 sacks allowed. Why are the Texas fans hoping, I think that's what that's supposed to say, that their weakness coming into the game somehow becomes their strength? It's because they have a very fat player who they think is going to sit on Michael Penix Jr. I don't think so, Texas. End post. I love when people are really, I, I, I love it when they can really try to really be mean, you know? Because they have a very fat player who they think is going to sit on Michael Penix Jr. Body shaming. Now that's, hey, the game is in New Orleans where a bounty gate once took place, okay? Where Greg Williams, the old DC for the Saints, was paying players to try to injure players on other teams. Should that be PK's game plan? Hey, T. Sweat, just sit on Michael Penix Jr. so he gets hurt in the first quarter and we don't have to see him for the rest of the game. I hope when Penix trips and falls that that dude goes and just sits on his back. How about a little NFL blitz style where T. Sweat, like way after the play, just jumps up and hits him with a people's elbow or something like that? Well, if he hits him him with that belly that that dude got up right there, that's plenty right there. Yeah, Michael Penix Jr. ain't getting up. No, that's going to do damage right there. If he saw it actually looked like that, yeah, Michael Penix Jr. would fake an injury to avoid playing in the game altogether. Just so now, he may have arms it. like that, but oh, his belly doesn't. All those guys show their midriff. They all want you to see that, you know, <laughs> they've got a six-pack. Now, he doesn't have a six-pack, I don't believe. He's not fat like that. No, no, he ain't that big. It's a little exaggerated, isn't it? That's a lot of exaggerated is, okay. is what that is. So. Hey, you know, I've been hoping that a Washington coach or player was going to provide some bulletin board material for Texas, right? Because Texas fed off of that big fat Jared Hufford. That guy might look like this. The Iowa State offensive lineman, he obviously said what he said uh, before the Texas-Iowa State game, and the Longhorns responded to that. Texas clearly used the uh, Texas Tech trash talk for the Black Friday game against the uh, Your Markers, and then there was some trash talk from Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State Plus the killing of the, of the Longhorn. Plus the, the killing year. of the yeah. yep, great call on the campus at Oklahoma State. So, yeah, Texas has clearly fed off of that trash talk. There hasn't been a lot of it. Washington's been smart. The players and coaches have uh, kept things close to the vest, and they're not giving Texas a whole lot of that. But this fan, I don't know if T-Sweat has seen this post, 
But uh, maybe this is some bulletin board material for for T Sweat and the Texas offensive line because this guy's like, oh, your offensive line isn't good. Our offensive line is great. Uh, your D line's got no shot, and also your offensive line isn't very good. So remember that, Texas. And you've got that AI guy right there on your yeah, team. That's that's the main reason why I uh, I wanted to show this just because I think this picture is effing hilarious. Wow. The guy, the guy thinks that the uh, the Texas game plan is for T Sweat to sit on like <laughs> <laughs> Come on, God. Uh, yeah. So thanks for that, Chris Carpenter. Uh, I love that. That's obviously the, the a huge matchup in this game. I think it's the biggest matchup. There's the no game. doubt. Everyone's focused on the Texas secondary against the Washington right. They've got a pretty good offensive line now. But yeah, no, Washington's offensive line was a Joe Moore finalist, one of four Joe Moore Award finalists, which is uh the team award given out to the best O-line in the country. Um, yeah, they are top five in the nation in sacks allowed. Like, they've been really, really good. It's why Washington's offensive numbers are as good as they are. They haven't lost a game. Haven't lost a game. They've won 20 in a row going back to last year. Like, uh, yeah, Washington's really, really good. I think every Texas fan re- realizes that, right? Even, even I think other- they do. I hope they don't think that, oh, they're just a throwing team. They won't be able to throw. They won't be able to move the football. And they're not – They're they're – West Coast, you know, Pac-12, you know, had those teams that were at the top there for a while. They, I hope they don't think, oh, this is just some West Coast pansy. We've seen them before. You know, we've seen them down in San Antonio. We saw, just saw them last year. They're not all that. Oh, they're, they're all that. Well, they beat us last year. So yeah. if you left the Alamo Bowl saying Washington's not very good, then what do you think of Texas, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know that, Texas had opt-outs. And that, you know, like, don't put too much stock into that game, but – uh, now, if you don't think Washington's good, you haven't been watching college football the last two years. They're they're great. You don't go 13-0 in any Power 5 conference. Uh, you don't have the Heisman runner-up. You don't have the Joe Moore Award finalist offensive line. You don't, you don't have, have a Bol- three Bolitnikoff, NFL wide receivers. Three NFL team. wide receivers. One of them was a Bolitnikoff finalist who's going to be a first-round pick. Like You don't have all of that 1,000-yard rusher and not be good. They are good. Now, look, Texas is favored by four, four and a half. So if you're picking Texas to win, fine. More power to you. Most people are picking the Longhorns to win. I'm not saying you should be terrified of Washington and think that uh, Texas has no chance in this game. But uh, this ain't no punk. You don't play punks in the college football playoff because Florida State didn't make it. They would have been a punk. But Washington, now they are. uh, are There are sleepers in there, and Michigan is one. Uh, Yeah, the number one team in the country is not a sleeper, I don't think. No, that doesn't come across to anybody. You don't think that comes across as a sleeper to anybody but me? No. No. Yeah, they were um, the number two team in the nation at the start of the year. and Now now they're number one. Now they're number one. And I don't think any program has been talked about more than Michigan this year. Cheaters, cheaters. The opposite of of sleeping there. Uh, How do you feel about that matchup, though? Washington O-line versus Texas D-line. Do you you feel like Texas – up front is going to have the same success that it's had against everybody else that they've played pretty much? Well, it's the best old line that they're going to play against. So I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a tall task. I think they can get it done. I don't think they're they're going to run against them. But when given an opportunity to throw, they're going to protect Michael Penix. He's not going to be pressured every down. And when that guy's not pressured, he's going to heave it up against his secondary. He just he's going to he's going to let it fly. If he feels like you know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He, he just doesn't. And when he gives his guys an opportunity to get it, their guy versus Texas, any individual in that secondary, I'm leaning more towards Washington guys getting the ball. 
Yeah, yeah. But, so you, you got to keep constant pressure in his face, make him move off his spots, make him throw those sidearm passes that he can. He throws them well, but make him throw a lot of those. Just don't let him sit in the pocket and bounce around, bounce around, and then throw that dart because he can throw some darts. He can throw some mid-range darts. And he's got the prettiest yep. long ball there is in college football right now. So maybe in all of football, but you you you, you can't let him – I mean, if you give him eight to ten where he's eight to ten um, times where he's there in the pocket, BK, and he's not pressed, that they block it well, that's a problem. Eight to ten seconds. I, I mean, not eight to ten seconds. I mean, eight to ten. Well, a, a dozen times where you don't have pressure on him, where he sits in the pocket and, yeah. and is able to throw. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Four out of those. Four out of those tens, he's going to find somebody. Yeah, look, you would love to get pressure with four, but that's a tall task. Uh, I love this Texas D-line. They're second in the nation in pressures this year. Talk about strength on strength. That's exactly what this uh, battle up front is going to be when Washington has the football. Yeah, they I got just, a smart I, coach, too. He's a good coach. Great coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Kalen DeBoer and Steve Sarkeesian are two top five offensive minds in the sport right now. So uh, you'll see a lot of what Texas does offensively in Washington's offense. A lot of similar mm -hmm. concepts, a lot of pre-snap motion, a lot of misdirection. Uh, stuff that uh, yeah, that makes it difficult for you to defend. And it's why that you know Washington's offense, number one in the nation in passing offense, and why they've just been uh, as good as they've been really the last two years, but especially this year. But yeah, I think Texas is going to, they're going to have to blitz. They're going to have to blitz. If you want Texas to get cons consistent pressure, like you just yes. talked about, uh, they are going to have to do it by bringing extra rushers because I, I don't know if they're going to be able to consistently win. They'll have some wins with the guys up front, but I don't know if they'll, they'll be able to win consistently enough by just dropping seven in coverage on every single play. They've got to bring some extra guys in addition to the D-line. Yeah, and I love what I saw from Texas in, 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 the, in the finale, the championship game, where they threw to the back side of the backfield because obviously Oklahoma State was not expecting that. They were expecting Texas to try to run, but they yeah. weren't expecting their, their running backs to become pass receivers, and they just shit the bed. They just didn't know what to do. They never adjusted to it. Washington got a got a coach that's going to adjust he's going to expect a lot of things that you saw in that game that had such success for them to do it again yep agreed but they're not agreed. going to be pulled by the by the big guy in the end zone pass that's not happening okay it's not going to happen leave you're that saying, at, leave leave that for next year sometime that's not happening in the you're bowl saying, you're saying this guy is not catching a touchdown oh my god that 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 if it's that guy right there, that guy's arms can't get around the ball. He can't get him up to catch the ball. Now oh, the other man. guy maybe, but not that guy. Not that guy. Not the AI version of Tavondre wow. Sweat. That is That's awesome. just mean. That's mean. All right. Hey, very special guest joining us right now, our man Hank South from Horns Twenty Four Seven. He hops on with Chip and Zay every Tuesday, and I always post that interview separately on YouTube. So if you want to catch that conversation that those guys had yesterday. Uh, you could do that on the Texas Sports Unfiltered YouTube channel. But I'm selfish, and it's signing day, and there's yeah. nobody more tied in to everything going on with the Texas Longhorns on National Signing Day than Hank South from Horns 24-7. What's up, Hank? Did you uh, did you get any sleep last night, my man? I actually did. I got, you know, I, I, I like to pre-ride a lot of stuff just to, you know, be prepared. Um, got a good night's sleep, woke up about 5, and, um, you know, checked out the landscape. It is, it's funny because guys can't send in their – letters of intent till 7 a.m. local time so you know we're sitting here watching georgia and florida or not, not really florida but you know <laughs> miami these guys start to uh you know bring in their guys officially so yeah it's been busy the last few hours 
Yeah, well, let me uh, start with Ryan Wingo because that's that's the name that Texas fans are concerned about right now. Uh, Five-star receiver from Missouri. It was obviously Texas versus Missouri when Wingo committed to Texas a few months ago, and there are reports that Mizzou has made a late push over the last couple of days. How are we feeling about Ryan Wingo? Still think that this thing is okay, or are there some nerves that uh, there could be a flip in store? Yeah, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say, you know, there there's probably some, a little nerves going on. The fact that he hasn't sent in that um, letter of intent yet. Um, but you go back to his commitment ceremony, you know, his dad, they asked him shortly afterwards, you know, is he set with Texas? Is there going to be, you know, is Missouri still going to be in it? And I think I think he said anything can happen. There, it was it went viral back in October. Um, and so, you know, you would expect Eli Drinkwitz to, you know, continue recruiting him, you know, he should continue recruiting him, you know, why wouldn't you want to keep that kind of talent home? So I think the kind of late push is, is to be expected. Um, will Texas weather it? You know, I, I still lean towards yes. You know, I, I think, you know, by the end of the day, you know, I think, I think they'll get it done. Um, you know, obviously Wingo was in Austin last weekend. So, you know, he, it's not like he hasn't been around the staff or been around the campus or players um, in a minute, you know, he's still, very connected with uh, the program. So, you know, I, I still think he's going to end up with Texas, but obviously, you know, you don't feel fully comfortable saying that until, uh, until you see that, that, uh, that LOI come in. Now, Hank, was he, was the, was the last visit the, or the last visit by a coach, was it from Missouri's head coach or was it just the trip to Austin? See, I believe it was the trip to Austin because uh, the dead period went into place on Sunday at, okay. you know, at midnight. So he was in Austin over the weekend. So they would have had to see him, um, you know, last week prior to him making the okay. down here. Yeah. Hank, what about uh, Aaron Hampton? I think there are two committed Longhorns who have yet to submit yeah. their national letters of intent. Uh, Aaron Hampton, over the last couple of weeks, you guys have been all over this. I think I heard you talking about this with Chip and Zay yesterday that Alabama has been making a strong push for him. Uh, when it's all said and done, do you think Aaron Hampton is a Texas Longhorn or do you think he's headed to Tuscaloosa? Yeah, I'm leaning towards him flipping to Alabama. Um, you know, and it's kind of crazy, you know, and, and would it be that big of a surprise? No, you know, he's been committed to Baylor, Texas twice, you know, he, he's done this before. So, you know, he, he's not, you know, foreign to, uh, to changing his mind, but, you know, um, checking in with people, talking to sources this week, you know, the, the, the common theme was, you know, we're not going to be surprised if he, if he flips to Alabama. Um, and so, you know, you kind of take that, you know, I checked in on sources on the Alabama side, you know, they, they were kind of, you know, kind of earlier in the week, you know, we would be surprised, but now it kind of seems like, you know, they, they're, they're feeling better about it. And obviously, you know, Nick Saban is known to be able to recruit a little bit. Um, so, you know, I think when it ever happened, when, whenever he does, you know, make his final decision, it's going to be Alabama. That's where I'm leaning right now. I will say I checked in this morning um, with some sources inside Texas and uh, you know, they, he hasn't said anything one way or the other. So, you know, mm -hmm what's on his mind well who knows but i'm leaning alabama for aaron hampton right now very good all right hank uh some of the guys who have already signed you know bucky's the old running back coach so i want to ask you about Jarrett gibson a little bit he was the first player to uh, submit his nli this morning it felt like right at seven o'clock that nli came in for Jarrett gibson uh, talk about him i mean look we're not sure if jonathan brooks is coming back next year if he does great this might be the best running back room in the country in 2024 uh, but even if he doesn't, it feels like this running back room is in good hands. And Jarrett Gibson coming in from Florida, another guy at the running back position from the state of Florida coming in. What type of what type of player do you think he can be when he gets to Austin? Yeah, you know, with him early enrolling, especially coming out of a program like IMG Academy, you know, I think he can have an impact year one, similar to you know CJ Baxter, and you know, obviously he started the season as as the as the starting running back before Jonathan Brooks really took off. But I think Jarrett Gibson can kind of have that similar impact. You know, he's a He's a really mature kid. He has high football IQ. 
really powerful, um, you know, good burst, good vision. You know, I, I love his tape. And, you know, like I said, playing at IMG Academy, you're essentially playing a college game every every Friday or Saturday when they play. So he certainly kind of already has that, um, you know, that feel down for, you know, what it, he knows what it means to be in a program, you know, have that kind of structure around him. Um, you know, what's expected, what kind of discipline you have to have, all that kind of stuff. I think that's going to help him uh, potentially see the field early, especially, you know, if we do see Brooks leave and, and go to the draft, I think I think Jared Gibson will have an opportunity to uh, to kind of see the field early. So I think he's a huge get, um, you know, Texas targeted him, er, targeted him early. Um, he was their, you know, one of their top guys, if not the top guy. And uh, yeah, first letter of intent in, that was 7 a.m. on the dot. You know, you always wonder who's going to be the first guy. Um, and, and yeah, it was him. And, and it's interesting because I think he had a tweet yesterday saying his ceremony was tomorrow. So I was thinking, oh, maybe he's not sending it in until tomorrow. But uh, sure enough, first one. So big time get. Now for the for the wide receiver Wingo, is there is there something that something else that's going on at the school today? I mean, they'll tell you they're they're going to be the first in. They'll say this, but you know you know when you have these other kids that are being recruited at your high school, and no matter where they go, you you, you tend to want to be around your roommate your your teammates when these things happen. Are there events that are happening in some of these schools that we're just going to hear from kids later on today? Or yeah, school out, so. school's out, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah there is it, no school right there. The school's gone. I'm thinking about it right now. School's out. Yeah, most guys I think are on winter break, you know, and, and yeah, you never know people's schedule. Um, you know, he he could have I think someone tweeted Adam Gorney from Rivals tweeted that he was still sleeping like an hour ago. So I, I don't know how, you know, you yeah. find that out. But uh, you know, uh so you know, you never know. Um I remember covering Alabama a few years ago, Trey Sanders um did a commitment announcement at, a, at a, I think on ESPN and then his letter of intent didn't come in until like 9:30 at night. And so like you know, do they do they commit and then celebrate, or you know, do they have family in, or they sure. with their friends? So yeah, there there could be all sorts of things happening that could be keeping him. But certainly, with all the buzz around Missouri right now, you know, it it, it kind of magnifies um, the sure the, the letter of intent not being in. Yeah, you insiders are everywhere, man. You know when kids are awake and when they're sleeping. It's like <laughs> it's like Santa Claus, Santa Claus. Yeah. over wow. here, uh, Hank. I'm curious your thoughts. Obviously, there are recruiting rankings. You guys at 24-7 have your own. Then you've got the composite rankings, too. But I always love asking, you know, guys who study recruiting and guys who know these kids this question. Give me somebody who's underrated in this class, right? Like, everybody knows about Wingo and Colin Simmons and Brandon Baker and Phil Simmons. Like, all the five stars, of course, uh, the expectations for them are high. But, you know, one of the less heralded recruits that you think this coaching staff brought in who you think could be a really, really good player when they get to Austin. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think there's any question for me. It's DeAndre Robinson, and uh, I know other services are higher on him. And and uh, and we keep we're st- the recruiting guys are separate from the rankings guys, so like we try to make it obviously unbiased. But um, I think he's a stud. You know, he he's I mean, he's had a stellar senior season um, in Florida. Um, his highlight reel was nuts. Um, he has a one-handed touchdown catch. He has inter- he has an interception. You know, he's getting sacks left and right. He's just disrupting. Uh, he's a very disruptive player. Um, and so I, you know, certainly, you know, with, with Bo Davis and seeing the the mold in place with Devondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, and, you know, kind of what you could project DeAndre Robinson to be once he gets onto campus and, you know, starts developing and, and getting in the, in the system. I, I think he's the guy that, that could really turn some heads here in a couple of years um, as a guy, you know, you look back on and think, wow, you know, why wasn't he, you know, a top 100, if not higher um, recruit? Let, let me ask you this, Evan. You, I mean, I mean, uh, Hank, you know, Evan Stewart, he's leaving. Uh, he's out of there at Texas A&M. He's hitting the portal. Everybody's been kind of waiting for this over, it seems like, the last year. 
we thought last year he may be saying, I'm out of this place. What kind, I mean, as, as a guy who knows about recruiting, what kind of kid is he? I mean, when he went to a and I mean, is he, is he got family background, nice kid, nice family? If he says he's doing something, he's going to get it done. Have they ever had a problem with him? I mean, I, Texas has got to be looking at that kid going, that's the guy we need. We already have the kid from Houston. If we can get this one, that is a great, that's a great recruiting class, period. Whether yeah. they're, or they're incoming freshmen or sophomores or whatever, that, that would be a great get. Is he a good kid? Yeah, you know, all I can speak on is, you know, the, the inter- interactions I've had with him. You know, right. I covered Alabama when he was coming out of high school. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I spoke with him, when I spoke with his uh, with his dad, you know, it was, they're very pleasant interactions. Great kid. You know, he he's interesting because I was talking to one uh, one of my uh, uh, NIL sources last night, you know, when he entered the portal. And there's, you know, and this is a kid that, you know, everyone has an IL value. This kid has real NIL value. Like, I think he has like millions of followers on TikTok or whatever uh, mm-hmm. on the social media platforms. Like he, he can command uh, a lot of NIL money. Um, but you know, yeah, in terms of, you know, him as a person, you know, I, I've only heard good things, you know, I know there's buzz, you know, about, you know, would he be a culture fit with Steve Sarkeesian, yeah. uh, you know, what he's built in Austin and, and all that, you know, I, from my experience, I would say yes, but uh, you know, again, you know, I, I think you'll probably see Aggies, Aggie fans, probably be like, oh, he's, you know, they're probably going to be down talking or people on sure. Twitter. But uh, you know, I, I've only had good interactions with him. That's, That's good, good to know. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And you expect Texas to be in the mix? I mean, it feels like everyone's going to be in the mix for Evans. Yeah. It's going to be wild. And someone was like, you know, I, I don't think he enters the portal without already having his mind made up. And I'm like, I, I don't necessarily know. He's a guy that, you know, he could pick where he wants to go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I know there's people saying, you know, Texas probably won't be involved. I, you know, I think they'd be silly not to, you know, at least test the waters and, and see see what's happening there. I do think that, you know, they're interested in taking another receiver in this class, whether it's going to be high school or from the portal, we'll see. There's been some conversations with Aaron Butler out of California that uh, recently decommitted from Colorado. Um, he's a guy that might take his recruitment to February. So we'll be keeping an eye on him. And then obviously, you know, I, I would say watch Evan Stewart. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll see who else enters the portal at that position as well. Yeah. Hank, anybody else today? I mean, we, we talked about guys who might flip from Texas. Obviously, the Longhorns have flipped a couple of players over the last week or so. But are you guys expecting any potential positive surprises yeah. for Texas today on signing day? Yeah, I think the one that we know is going to, or we, a kid we know is going to announce today is, is Ty Anthony Smith, the linebacker from Jasper. Um, he's committed to Texas A&M. Um, we believe he's going to flip to Texas. Um, he's still been retweeting Aggie stuff, and you know what? He he made a quiet official visit to Austin last weekend, so I think that was kind of the writing on the wall that you know Texas could get a flip done here. Um, and so he's now. I think it's six thirty Central Time. Uh, might be six, but we'll, we'll double check on that Let's, this evening, regardless. Um, so we're keeping an eye on Ty Anthony Smith. And then what else I'm curious kind of to see is, um, you know, does Dominic McKinley, the uh, five-star defensive lineman that's committed to A&M, does he decide to, to sign today or will he wait till February? There's been some conversations there. Steve Wolfong on our uh, network had a report that, you know, Texas and LSU were kind of lurking right there. And then Alex Foster, the Baylor defensive line commit. Um, another guy that says he's going to sign in February, but, you know, does he decide to, you know, he has a spot at Texas. Does he decide to, you know, kind of pull the trigger today and, and, and make it official? So thank you. Those are three guys I'm watching. You mentioned University of Colorado. What is Coach Sanders? What's Deion Sanders in Colorado like coming into the second year? I mean, you know, they they grabbed a bunch of guys. They lost a bunch of guys. Their season didn't turn out the way that they thought that it was really going to turn out. They start out pretty hot and then they just petered out because of the depth on that team. Are yeah. they going to fulfill that depth? that they needed on that on that football team to make them a little bit better next year? 
Man, it sure looks like it. You know, every, uh, I think offensive line was obviously the big question mark. Yeah. You know, Shador getting sacked left and right. Um, and, you know, he said that he was going to fix that. And I think three days later he had five or six commitments on the offensive line from the portal or, or from the high school ranks. And so I, I think they're going to have a better run the, in the second year of Deion Sanders at Colorado. I think the schedule will probably ease up a little bit. You know, they mm. had kind of a, a gauntlet of a schedule with Oregon and, and, uh, and, and all the teams they played in the Pac-12. Uh, but no, I mean, they, they seem like, you know, they're they're on the uptick recruiting wise. You know, it doesn't seem like he's having any problem attracting top talent. What I thought was interesting is someone someone tweeted today that, uh, you know, you see all these coaches go on the road and, and, and do in-home visits. And, you know, they're at the kids schools during this month of December. Like, have we seen a picture of Deion Sanders at, at a school or at a house like he, no. uh, he the kid like they know about him and he, and he yeah. what's his motto? You know, I'm, I'm not hard to find or whatever. Um, so it seems like, you know, he's having no trouble. um you know, still bringing sure. in top guys. Yeah, no kidding. Hank, great stuff. We know you're busy as all hell this morning. Thank you for uh, spending a few minutes. I guess, all right, one last thing. I'm lying here. Uh, Trey Moore, I know you talk about this with yeah. Chip and Zay, but for our morning crowd, any uh, any update on the UTSA transfer? Yeah, I'm still feeling Jordan Scruggs and I, we're still feeling pretty good about Texas. Um, you know, he visited Alabama over the weekend. Um, I checked in with sources kind of in the SEC, and, you know, th- there wasn't much confidence about, you know, Alabama having moved the needle with him. Um, so that kind of just it, it's been Texas, Alabama, you know, Ohio, Ohio State's been in the mix, but I think Texas is where he wants to be. And I think that's where he's going to end up when all said and done. Awesome. Good. Y'all be sure to follow Hank on Twitter at Hank South 247. And uh, if you're not a subscriber over at Horns 247, you are missing out the best content that you could find recruiting transfer portal, Texas football all season long. Hank, you're the man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Hank. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Hank South. And you can catch him with Chip and Zay, by the way, every Tuesday. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, that interview, the one from yesterday, I posted on our YouTube channel already. So you can catch that conversation. But, hey, we wanted an insider on National Signing Day to uh, to uh, break everything down. By the way, Justin Wells from Inside Texas will be joining Trey and BK a little after noon today. So we've got uh, all sorts of insider coverage. You know, Jeff Howe and Jordan Scruggs. They're going to be bringing the goods from 11 to noon. Uh, Chip Brown and Zay Call. I mean, we're, we're just locked and loaded all day and Sark long. Will have a, Sark will have a press conference later this afternoon. We'll have some stuff from that tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen an exact announcement uh, on when that press conference is going to be, but he always has one on yeah. National Planning Day. So, um, yeah, I think it's... Because we got to talk about the punter. Uh, oh, the new punter, Michael Kern? Yes. Make sure I even got his name right. <laughs> Sideshow Kern, is that you're going to have a nickname for that dude? No, well, he doesn't have the carrot top style hair that Bert Auburn has. Come on, man. The guy's one of the best kickers in the nation. He's been great. He still yeah. has a ridiculous haircut, though. You agree with me on that? You had him down. You brought him back to life, as a matter of fact. She ought to be thanking you. Oh, thank you. I'll take the credit for that. I'll That's take the right. credit for Bert Auburn's turnaround, which... Uh, caused him to make, what, 19 field goals in a row? Yeah, because you had him goner. He was about to be a goner. I think every Texas fan was close to moving on from Bird Close execution style for that dude. Well, I wasn't going to kill the guy. <laughs> Are you trying to behead him? Trying to give him the Game of Thrones? Shame take that, treatment? Take that redhead sticking on a stick and walking around 6th Street? <laughs> no, I don't think I was ever going to do that. Oh, uh, boy. No, he missed five field goals in the first five games after missing only five field goals in all of 2022. Boy, how much did they need him to, to be steady at the oh, end there? Man. Yeah, well, with the with the red zone woes that Texas wow. had, 
and has had unfortunately all year. Yeah, you need you need a kicker who you can rely on. And people were mad at Sark, like, hey, your kicker's really good. Take the points. Stop going for it on every fourth down. Take the points because your kicker ain't missing anything. And uh, yeah, Bert Auburn has been huge, 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 huge for this Texas team this year. All right, thanks to Hank South for joining us. Uh, let's uh, give some more love to some sponsors before we uh, get back into the sports conversation, Buck. How about my guy, Dr. Greg Eckert and his incredible staff of all-star professionals. They do everything from general, uh, general dentistry to the most advanced. And folks, I got my teeth restored with Dr. Eckert in just two visits, thank goodness. And I couldn't be happier. My teeth feel great. I'm looking great. Look at, the, look at that, VK. I can't wait to get some selfies in there to get to my grandkids. There's nothing missing in there. There's no gaps, no nothing. These are veneers right here. These are the chiclets. You don't want to bump in anything. You don't want these babies shattering. They're like, they, these are magnifico right here. Speaking of all my Spanish, my Spanish speaking friends out there, look at me. Magnifico. There you go, right there. And th thanks to Dr. Eckert. And folks, if you want to have a smile in just one visit, how about dental implants? Give them a call today at 512-345-3166. Find out if you're a, a candidate to turn that frown upside down in just one day. That's right. You leave his office with a smile. And he's the best at this, as a matter of fact. And if you're really afraid of going to the dentist, which a lot of folks are, little big babies, then IV sedation may be the way to go. He'll get that done for you, too, whether it's to have your teeth clean, put on caps, crowns, anything that you need, Dr. Eckert has, Dr. Eckert has that for you. As a matter of fact, if he can't do it, he's going to find somebody that specializes in that to get it done. He doesn't want you to suffer during the holidays. He wants you to have that corn on a cob. He wants you to have all of that that ambrosia that you're going to be sticking hey, your face in. No, yeah, man. No, <laughs> you got to love the ambrosia. Don't do that to Dr. Eckert. Come on. got to have that ambrosia. you got to bring that to the house for oh. dinner, for, for Christmas dinner, folks. Love that guy. Once again, 512-345-3166. Over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth, over 28 years of service. He's our guy. He should be your guy, too. Man, I got the perfect spot for the ambrosia. That's the yeah. trash can. <laughs> Dude, don't even bring that like, over. Why, my sister was talking about that. I was I was dogging my mom's ambrosia. My sister, Gadon, she goes, you got a lot of nerve. Your mother, you're saying that about your deceased mother and her ambrosia. I'm like, dead, alive, awake, sleep. That's the nastiest stuff I've ever tasted. I had never, I complimented my mom on a lot of things. But her ambrosia, I don't know why she tried to bring that cooking, coconut, cherries. I think grapes were in it, marshmallow. That was, it's horrible. I asked my wife about ambrosia. She goes, oh, no, really? Somebody tried to pawn that off. I said, yeah, my dear mother was trying to pawn that off every Christmas. Because it was so colorful, BK, with the cherries in it and everything, it looked great on the table, but in the belly, oh, it was awful. Awful. It's not your mom's fault. It's just a horrible concept for a food. Like, there's no good ambrosia. It's not just your mom couldn't make it. Nobody can make it because it sucks. Oh, no, nobody can make it. Nobody no. can tell me that, oh, no, my mom makes the best. No. no. As I see the little coconuts on the cherries, I'm like, oh, and marshmallows in there. Bad bit. Come on, man, that is a bad bit. Uh, Doc that, Eckert. That, that's almost like the um, what is the one they somebody always brings to the to the table, or Aunt Betty brings it from for Thanksgiving. It's that string bean casserole, the green bean casserole, green bean casserole. Oh my goodness! I'm like, why, Aunt Betty? Why do you do this to us every year? It's the only shit you bring with you. 
bring a bottle of Jack, will you? Keep that stuff at home. Uh, so, see, green bean casserole, if done right, can be very good. Yeah, I mean, but not everybody can do that right, you know. Right. I'm a convert on the green bean casserole. Oh, you are? I am I didn't too. Like, I didn't like it, and I think uh, my family switched up who was cooking the green bean casserole, and the last few years, whoever has brought it to uh, the Kellner family Thanksgiving has knocked it out of the park. Oh, really? They had, they brought in a specialist. The yeah, they, they, they brought the fixer in. There you go. Believer. Chip there and JoJo go. came in to cook the green bean casserole. Oh, they fixed it up for us. I had some stuff. It was like a bag of snot or something dried up. I mean, it, with the stuff on the top of it, it was awful. Why do you, you know, know what that tastes like? No, I don't oh. know. I've never eaten a bag of snot. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm not familiar with that. Hey, shout out to Woods Comfort Systems as well. Uh, the Buck knows all about Woods Comfort Love Systems. Em. They are the best. Celebrating 67 years of providing top quality plumbing and HVAC services. Our friends at Woods Comfort Systems are dedicated to keeping you comfortable in every season. AC maintenance, repair, and installation. But more importantly, this time of year, uh, they can fix up your heater. Or they can install a new heater in your home or place of business if you need one. These guys are the absolute best at what they do. Once again, they have plumbing services as well. Woodscomfortsystems.com. That's the website. Make sure you tell them you heard about it right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Or give them a call, 512-842-5066. Woods Comfort Systems, where comfort is our middle name. All right, buddy. I got to take a little quick emergency move here. I am okay. needed. I am needed. I will talk to you a little later today, my friend. All right, good luck with everything. Slam time. Talk to the boys. The early slam. All right, as uh, Bucky departs seven minutes before the end of his shift. Is that a fireable offense? I'm not sure. We'll see if we can get the uh, the chaos theory guys on a couple of minutes early. Uh, Want to give a shout-out to Altstadt Beer, though, as well. Altstadt Beer, the best beer that you can find all throughout the great state of Texas. If you're looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the beer drinker in your life, Make it Altstad beer. If you are looking for something to bring to your holiday parties, maybe a white elephant gift, a secret Santa gift, or if it's just a standard party and you want to show up with something that everyone's going to love, uh, Altstad beer, that's what you got to bring. They've got a bunch of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. And every Altstad is brewed with just four simple ingredients. There are no additives. There are no preservatives or unnecessary sugars in any Altstad beer so you can feel good about what you're putting into your system. You know, you're going to be eating like crap. Don't drink like crap. Drink something that is clean and something that tastes great, most importantly, and that's Altstadt. Guys, one sip, and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. Go to their website, altstatbeer.com, for more information. It is Altstadt Beer. No impurities, no regrets. And when I'm not drinking Altstadt, I'm drinking some Olipop, great-tasting soda that's actually good for you. That's, the, that's really all I drink, those two things and water. Like that's it. It's Altstadt, it's Olipop, and it's water. Uh, highly recommend the Olipop. And it's available at HEB, at Costco, Walmart, Target, wherever you go to uh, get your groceries, you can find the Olipops. They've got the individual cans. They've got the four packs. They've got eight packs as well. Uh, plus, you can buy some online at drinkolipop.com. This stuff is a total game changer. All right, we'll uh, we'll close out with uh, some Texas football talk real quick for you Texans fans out there. Some bad news involving C.J. Stroud, of course, the stud rookie, number two overall pick for the Texans, who is going to win rookie of the year in a unanimous vote. Uh, he missed last week's Texans game against the Titans, dealing with a concussion. 
The Texans still won that game in Nashville against the wannabe Oilers. Uh, I kind of assumed that C.J. Stroud was going to be back this weekend, but according to a lot of sources now, C.J. Stroud likely out for the Texans this weekend as they take on the Cleveland Browns. And a huge game for both teams in the AFC. Uh, look, the Texans still have a chance to win the AFC South, but they're also vying for a wild card spot. Cleveland vying for a wild card spot in the AFC too. A big game in Houston, and it might be Case Keenum again. Nothing official from the team, but if these reports are right, and if C.J. Stroud cannot go, then yeah, probably safe to assume that it will be Case Keenum round two for the Texans. As I see our man Rodney Rodriguez, nice enough to pop on a few minutes early in relief of the buck. What's going on, Double R? Hey, man, how you doing, buddy? Hey, but they did sign Tim Boyle. So you got a you got a backup plan right there. You got a yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, congrats to the Texans fans out there. Yes, <laughs> Tim Boyle, the uh, disgruntled New York Jets quarterback who actually started a game for yeah. the Jets because they felt he like he'd be better than Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, he was not better than Zach Wilson. So, yeah, it's, uh, I guess, Case Keenum, Davis Mills, and Tim Boyle. That might be your QB room That's for Houston. It's like five star uh, talking about blue chippers right there, dude. You you've got him, man. God. Hey, K, K, Case Keenum, man, roll, roll with that, dude. I mean, that's stability, stability. Yeah. You, you, you know what I thought was cool about uh, that Case Keenum thing was obviously with uh, with the Titans wearing the Oiler uniforms. You remember the Cougars? Houston had wore the Cougars had wore those as well, and the uh, the Titans are like, you can't wear those. Well, Case Keenum is like, watch yeah. this. Yeah, because the Texans won that game, they should now own the rights to the Oilers jerseys. Like, of course you want the history. Uh, like, all the records and the stats and the history yeah. of the Oilers belongs in Houston. But the real reason why people are so upset about it is the jerseys. Those jerseys are badass. That Columbia blue, that Oiler yeah. blue, whatever you want to call it. Like, that is such a clean color, yeah. man. Like, I the Texans, those. the city of Houston should be able to rock those jerseys whenever they want. Like, yeah, those yeah. are special. I've got a, I've got a Dan Pastorini one that I, um, I fell for one of those Facebook things where it was like 39 bucks, order this, mm -hmm. you pick your team. It was retro jerseys. I'm like, you know, 40 bucks. If I lose it, no big deal. BK, that's some bitch showed up. It is authentic. It is beautiful. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, it's like put away. It is put away. It's, it's that color is great. Uh, by the way, speaking of color, dude, this stuff does work. It doesn't do shit. It works, man. Uh, see, I, I, see, like, okay, maybe it maybe it does work. Like, I'm I'm lucky. Now, the last couple of days have have not been the case because I can't stop coughing, and yeah. a, a cough keeps you up at night. Like, you just can't fall asleep if you can't stop coughing. But usually, when I'm sick, I'm able to sleep, no problem. Now I'll do the Nyquil and I'll do the other stuff. But like, I I'm able to sleep just as well without the Vicks Vapo Rub on the chest or on the feet as I am with it. I just do it because it feels good, and I think I get a little high off the smell of that shit. Oh, man, that, that's the best part, you know. I have that stuff sitting there. I mean, I just put it on because, you know, like we were talking about, like you guys were talking about, you know, with the Mexican-Hispanic heritage, it's like, man, I'm just coached to do it. I mean, I can feel totally fine. I mean, I, I can go out for a night on the town and be, you know, shit can hammered and come in and i still put that on my nose it's like you know that's just what you do man it's like yeah. putting your your sleep outfit on i mean it's just something that you do and and the funny thing about it is so so my oldest daughter it's like uh she the same thing 
same thing. She she loves that stuff. So I go to her I go to her apartment. You know, she's over in in Stephenville. Um, I look in her bedroom and she's got her she's got her Vicks like sitting on the nightstand. I'm like, oh my god, if she brings a dude over, he's gonna look at that shit and be like, oh, uh oh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy Latina, what's going on crazy here? Crazy Latina. We've got yep. chonclas coming my way at some yep. point. So that's yeah. good. I said, keep that there. Keep yeah. that there. <laughs> yeah, scare everybody away, please. Yeah, yeah. I'll, no I'll, I'll be the only man in your life. You don't need yeah. any other. Any so other. Has, has Ryan Wingo woke up yet? I mean, because that, that's the one thing I keep seeing. Uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine he's actually asleep. This is uh, this is what some guys do. Now, like I look, I hope everything's good, and Ryan Wingo mm -hmm. still signs with Texas. Maybe he yeah. really hasn't made his final decision yet, even though he committed uh, a few weeks ago. Maybe he's still back and forth on what he should do. But my guess is this is just like, eh, I'd like attention. I, I, I don't blame him. Like, it's... You know, it's like it's like you're a rushy in a fraternity. That's the closest thing like us normal people have to this. Or it's like, man, when I was when I was rushing fraternities at Texas, I like I played a couple of them because I just wanted free shit. They kept taking me yeah. out, giving me bar tabs, taking me on barges, like all this free stuff and all this attention I was getting. I loved it. I yeah. loved it. And I wanted to milk that as long as I possibly could. And then yeah, yeah. Ryan Wingo right now, different, obviously. Uh, being a football player versus being a kid rushing a fraternity, but eh, he's getting yeah. attention right now. He knows people are talking about him. He knows Texas fans are a little freaked out right now. He knows Mizzou fans are hopeful and optimistic that they can maybe get the in-state kid to stay home. He knows yeah. even Nebraska fans right now, because Nebraska has also been kind of linked to Ryan Wingo throughout his recruitment. Even they're like, oh, hold on now. So yeah. they're thinking that, hey. There's still a chance. There's still a, a chance. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. – um, that's that's how it works. I I, I think Wingo's okay. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see. I I don't know if this yes as of two minutes ago is this a Wingo thing? Is that 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 he signed or that he woke up? That's that's what I'm curious about. <laughs> we are now getting live tweets about uh, <laughs> Ryan Wingo. Oh, breaking news! He has brushed his teeth this morning. Ah, <laughs> look at that! Look at that! He scratched his balls and now he's going to the living room. All right. Yeah, that's good. Sounds That's how good. it works. Oh, oh, Ryan Wingo did tweet four minutes ago. Mm. I'm up, LOL. Oh, this guy. Yes. I tell you. So he uh, he likes the attention confirmed. And, and here we are. And the, and the thing about it now is, you know, now they can, I mean, it's legal to throw anything at these guys. I mean, buy him a car, offer him whatever, housing, uh, all this other shit. Uh, I mean, whatever. You know, gloves off, man. Gloves off. No. Oh, Lord. I tell you. Here we What's are up? going crazy over 18 year old. Good morning, guys. Hi, everybody freaking out about Ryan Wingo still, huh? Until uh, until I see the tweet from at Texas Football saying the that NLI has been signed and submitted, I'll, I'll yeah. be a little so bit I weary. I just saw something from 24-7 Sports, and it said that Ryan Wingo was inked up to Texas, but that's nothing coming from Ryan Wingo still, so... Um, yeah, I just saw what you saw about a couple of minutes ago. Um, Ryan Wingo is officially woken up today. So yeah, glad he's there alive. We have it. There we have it. I'm going to yeah. start tweeting that every day I wake up. This yeah. is why I don't, this is why I hate NSD, man. I can't stand And Look, I get it. They're kids. They're absolute kids. They got a spotlight on them. It's shining. It's gleaming. This is their first, I wouldn't say it's their first real chance at embracing fame and stardom. Um, like a little bit of that was happening. They were being courted and touted as, as, you know, national stalwarts and whatever all throughout the year. But now you're finally starting to see a little bit of the diva action happen, man. Um, 
not calling any of these kids divas or whatnot, I would probably act the same damn way at, at me being, you know, getting first, you know, shot at national attention or whatnot. But damn, you got to figure it's got to feel good for these kids. Like everybody's talking about me. Damn, bro. Like, where are we going to go? Yep, that's uh, you know, we no damn well. Or, or in hell, man, like like this is this is the biggest decision right now. This is the biggest decision of their life, man. You don't want to. I mean, you want to make sure you have this thing fully down. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, Rodney. You want to make sure you're going to the institution that you want to go to, and you'll be starting there for four years or however long you'll be there. He is Christian. He's a little bit of Cristiano Ronaldo. Got a little bit I, of that in him. Yeah, apparently, yeah, I see that. It's uh, like this dude's making his point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, main character, main character complex, guys. Oh, wow. yeah. I tried to put him in yeah. timeout, but yeah, don't don't do that to Double D. <laughs> we we like him. <laughs> All right, R Rafal Gamar has been banned. Every once in a while, like someone will see that we're talking football because I put football in the title of every yeah. video that we do because we are talking about football. Mm -hmm. uh, but some somehow, some way, like a, just a diehard soccer fan from a different one. part of the world will stumble upon this video. And they'll they'll either comment like that, or they'll just be like, "I thought you guys were talking football." Yeah, it's like yeah, we are, guy. Yeah, it's sorry, it's my F, F O O T B A L L, yeah. not the F U T one. Come on, sorry, Ernesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all good. All it's right, all boys, good. you guys, uh, Rodney. Thank you for popping on a couple minutes early. You got it, man. Uh, Wag, sorry you don't get the crotch shot from the buck today. Hey, it happens, man. I get that crotch shot every night. I'm just kidding. Fill <laughs> okay. me in. Hey, you know yeah, what? Don't, don't put yours fill, down, BK. We need that one up. We need that one up, up all day. Shot, huh? Fill up my crotch shot. Let me all see. Right. On that note, good good luck, Rodney. Huh? No. no. Well, we can't. If BK does the crotch shot, I think the whole thing may shut down. <laughs> so we shut need down. his to stay up. <laughs> we need BK to stay up. <laughs>